Oh, son of a bitch. Uh, I just saw that this show will not be report- recorded on the back end. Damn it. Uh, Susa, if you're listening, we got to uh, make space on the back end. We have to erase old shows. It looks like we're so we're so full on our StreamYard uh, storage. Uh, fuck, I hope this one records to YouTube. If this show gets banned, there will be no, there'll be no proof. Oh, I guess we'll be on Rumble. Oh, no, we're not even going to Rumble this morning. What a mess this morning is. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. <clears throat> Caleb or Sousa, if you're listening, we got to go on the back end on StreamYard and just erase a ton of stuff. A ton of stuff. There's so much good stuff on that back end. We just need to download it. Um, I mean, I guess we have backups all over the places that we uh, stream to Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, uh, Rumble. I got an interesting text just now. Very interesting. You know, uh, what's interesting about it is that someone was saying that uh, this is what someone said to me. They said, um, I think it's okay to read this online. I'm not going to say who sent it to me, but it says, Sevon, if you've heard 22 specific people have been fired, which I did by name. I got the same number from someone else, and that really is twenty percent. So I don't know. I don't know how many people they had working there, but I think that they had more. I think they had more than a hundred people working there. I think another twenty got fired that I did, that I don't know their names or I don't know who they are. But w- what's crazy about that is then the person goes on to write: crazy to think that if your media team between employees and contractors was one hundred, um, and that there's only a hundred people working there now. Yeah. That that's true, which shows you how different the companies are. But the real big difference is, like I said before, like I said yesterday, you have to understand that this used to be a company that was on a mission to do something like, for instance, stop, uh, stop the killing of whales. And now it's a company that's um, uh, trying to make money with the image that they um, are trying to stop the killing of whales. Two totally fucking different things. And uh, that's not a dig. That's just uh, the facts. That, that or that's how I see them. I don't even. I, I think. I think I'm 99% correct about that. But I'm open. I'm not completely closed-minded. Uh, another thing that I found fascinating yesterday, yesterday was um, someone in the comments mentioned that their former head of DEI um, had said in a meeting that I was a man full of um, hatred. Can you imagine that your job is diversity, equity, and inclusion? A diversity meaning um, a diversity clearly for their terms is to pick people based on the way they look or whose genitalia they want in their mouth or all of those things. Those are the criteria. It's not like um, you wouldn't choose someone. Um, let, let's say you were picking a, a cross guard uh, for kids at their school. I would do a background check on the person. I would make sure that they were alert. I would give them some tests for situational awareness. I would make sure that they knew maybe some basic uh, first aid, uh, that they were strong enough to hold a sign up uh, for, uh, you know, uh, I would test their strength for one arm hold. The whole, uh, have they had any, uh, do they have kids themselves? What's their experience in that neighborhood and understanding the traffic there? All sorts of shit like that, right? But this lady would pick a cross guard based on they might pick a cross guard for your kids uh, based on the fact that this person is a, 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 a tranny, their skin color, and shit like that. That was Elena Marino. And, and she says, I'm full of hatred, right? So, so first of all, we know just outright she's a blatant 
uh, I don't know what the fucking word is. It's something. It's, it's a it's a racist on steroids. And then second of all, she works for a company where I've made thousands of pieces of content with gay people, black people, women, men, everyone glorifying them. Never once thinking of those things, glorifying them. Think of all the people I helped compared to the people she's helped. Absolutely fucking insane. That's how that's how off uh, the, the Wokarazzi is. She makes a living enforcing discrimination. And it's it's not even on my radar. Uh, I, I need to get James Townsend's phone number. I thought I had James Townsend's uh, phone number. Um, and, uh, and, 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 and I don't have it in my phone. So if, if anyone could DM it to me. I want to ask him about that post he made yesterday. I, I really want to go off on it. Uh, the, the comments in there, you want to see just a bunch of fucking racist people. Look at the comments in that fucking post. Holy shit. I want to go off on it right now, but I want to wait till James is in here and, and, and hear his perspective. I think we have like totally different perspectives on what happened there. James doesn't, I don't think James once says in the post that he thinks that those people called on him because of his skin color. But let me just say this. No one thinks that black people are involved in child trafficking. That's a, that's a European men exclusive uh, when, when we think of who's doing uh, child, child trafficking with the, with the sprinkle of Latinos from south of the border. I, I, I think it, there's, there's people, oh, man, I, I, you got to see this, what people in there are writing. They just jump to the conclusion that the cops, uh, James Townsend's black. Um, the, the, there's people in there who jump to the conclusion that he was called on because he was black. I call on him for that fucking Escalade before it was like, no one, no one thinks that you're fucking stealing children if you're black. Sorry. And the fact that people are jumping to that conclusion and then, and then, and then like they're just screaming how fucking racist they are, how they walk around and think like that. It's crazy. Uh, bizarre. Uh, Stefan, I thought you were going to send me your phone number. I don't, I don't remember that. How would I send it to you? Through Instagram? If, if the cops arrest someone and you walk up to them, if the cops, if, let's say the cops arrest one of your friends and then you walk up to them and say, uh, um, hey, you know they just arrested you because you're black. And you, and you have zero evidence of that. Do you know what that says about yourself? Do you know what you just said? You, you, you just fucking admitted that you arrest people. You think that black people should be arrested. There's no if, ands, or buts about it. You just said that. There's no other way that could have gotten in. There's no other way that could have gotten to your mind. If you didn't see a piece of paper that was like uh, from, from the head of the police department, arrest all black people. If you have no evidence of that, then you then you basically just outed yourself as being the racist. I know some people have trouble under because they can't see their thoughts. They have trouble seeing where their thoughts come from. So they even trick themselves. They think they're being nice. 
but you're not. You're outing yourself. You're outing yourself. It's fucking a trip. That's Candace Owens' whole shtick, by the way. She knows that. And she, and she, and she, that was Malcolm X's whole thing at the end of his life. He finally fucking realized it. Oh, shit. And not only that, when, when those people write in the comments to James, oh, shit, that happened to you because you're black, do you know what they're doing? They're not only, they're not only letting you know that they're racist, but they're also insisting that you see the world that way. And that's the that's the virtue signaling component. That's the that's the the subtle bullying. Make sure that as a black man, you see yourself as the victim. That that that's what they're they're demanding that. Uh, Mosa Odier, uh, Sevon, you've got to drop the uh, Craig Ritchie look. Uh, that little bun is awful. Thank you. It is. Uh, I. I don't think I'm a contrarian. I'm just look. I just understand how your brain works. I just understand how the brain works. All uh, David Weed. What Melissa said. Uh, I'm just. Um, all the brains just work the same. They're, everyone's brain. It's the same mechanism. There's one. There's just one. There's just. There's just. They just all. They all work the same way. There's no, there's no wood chipper where you throw someone in and they don't get killed. It's all the same mechanism. Heidi Kroom, I think it's hot, Sevy. I know, but I really, I don't want to ruin David Weed's fantasies. About, I don't want to ruin Heidi. I don't want to ruin David's fantasies. Okay. Anyway, fun show yesterday. I enjoyed doing that. I like having them on. Because really the whole time I'm just holding back. I'm just holding back of just some crazy shit that I want to share. Yeah, you're always welcome to cheer me up. I, I'm in, I'm, I just woke up. I mean, I didn't just wake up. I woke up an hour and 14 minutes ago. Yeah, I was edging. I was edging. <laughs> good morning, Trish. Uh, good morning, Mike. Uh, good morning, Jessica. I got, um, if you pick any, I, I got a little tense, uh, Jake, because I realized that some, there's like some housekeeping that hasn't been done. But, I'm, but it's just my OCD, which is like pretty strong in the mornings. In the mornings, it's when it's worst. It's when it's worst. Okay. I have some fun stuff for you guys. I think it's fun. <sighs> Excuse me. I guess yesterday when we were live, uh, uh, my, my friends this morning were letting me know that when I was live yesterday, Craig Ritchie was also live, and he had twice as many live viewers. Maybe that's why I'm better. Um. Okay, those aren't my notes. Live call-in show. There we are. Let's start with something fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. I've never heard of a man with like two legitimate penises. And by two legitimate ones, I mean ones that work. Um, uh, but, but look at this. Uh, the Daily Mail uh, by Emily Craig, senior, uh, senior health reporter, 
Um, I, I've got two vaginas. I use one for porn and the other for my husband. And it's this lady. Um, go figure. She's covered in tattoos. Evelyn Miller, 31 from Australia, was diagnosed with uterus did, diddle, diddle fice, diddle fizz, diddle fizz in 2011. Diagnosed. Can you be diagnosed with two vaginas? I, I don't think that's the right word of diagnose. I don't think that's the proper usage of diagnosis. I don't think you're diagnosed with two vaginas, right? You either have two vaginas or you don't have two vaginas. You're not diagnosed with that. Uh, it, it means she has double uterus, two sets of ovaries, and two vaginas. Can you imagine if you had four, two penises, four balls? And, yeah, that's crazy. Fascinating. The mother of two now earns 12,000 pounds a week on her OnlyFans and Pornhub. You can earn money on Pornhub? A uh, rare condition gave the 31-year-old a double uterus, two sets of ovaries, and two vaginas that are fully functional. The married mother of two is anxious to open up about her condition with sexual partners, but has now learned to embrace it. This Miller, who used to work as an escort, now earns twelve thousand uh, a week uh, on OnlyFans and Pornhub through videos of solo and partner sex, including with other men. Um, I don't know why anyone would care, but that she has two vaginas doesn't. I, I think three breasts would be more interesting. Um, Lane Bear, her reality with condition, she says it doesn't feel like cheating as she has one vagina for work and the other for play. Holy shit. Yeah, uh, two penises, but one always stays flaccid. Uh, Sean Lenderman with, a, with him. You have two penises, but one always stays flaccid. Well, there you go. It's a fucking, fucking amazing. But I don't understand this. How are you diagnosed with that? Right? That's not the um look at the girl she had tattooed on her side. She has a girl tattooed on her side that has two black eyes. Anyway. I don't think um honestly from people from the outside, from the outside world, those of us who don't who aren't on OnlyFans or don't do porn or don't do escort services or all that. Um, I don't think like we, we draw a big distinction between those, those jobs. Like if you used to be an escort and now you're on OnlyFans and then, or you're on Pornhub, like for those of us from the outside world, that's all kind of the same thing. It's like stripping and prostitution. I don't think most of us like, I don't think they're like, for me, it's just, there's no distinction. For me, it's like there's a sheriff and there's police and there's state trooper. And like, to me, it's all the same. Like, I, like, I don't, I, I you're, you, you have a gun and you give tickets and you're supposed to like keep, you're supposed to keep people like George Floyd off the streets. That's, I mean, um, so I think the, uh, I think the, oh, what, 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 Jay Hart, I'm going, uh, I'm going to have to research this research. What? Yeah, troopers are going to troop. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Um, all right, so the, I think that starts the morning off strong. 
I apologize. I, I feel bad. I feel uh, when uh, Jake said you feel like you have to cheer me up. I feel like I came in with some low energy. That's not what I want to do. That's not. That's not. That's not. That's not what I want to do. I don't. I don't want you guys to uh, feel like you need to do anything for me. I'm here to do something for you. Uh, this next clip is uh, is one of the things that um, bothers me about the word equity. I do think that I'm uh, better than some people. A lot of people. And what do I mean by better? I don't mean better looking. I don't mean smarter. I don't mean um, uh, more talented. Uh, I don't mean more capable. I just mean one simple thing, that my contribution to humanity is greater than theirs, that, that I leave rooms that I enter cleaner than when I left, that I do um, – when I'm walking around in public, I'm, I'm, I'm staying in my lane. That I add value to where I go. That I don't need people to cheer me up. That I that I that that I give more than I take. Or at least that that's at least at least bare minimum. That's my goal. And in, in that regard, I do think I'm better than a lot of people. And I don't think I don't think everyone deserves. Um, uh, I don't think I don't think everyone deserves the same shit. I think if you're a fucking shitbag and you're laying down in front of someone's doorway of their uh, of their small business that they're using to put food on the table for their kids and you're laying in that entryway shooting drugs, I think I'm better than you. I really do. I do play chess. I don't think I'm better than anyone at chess. And I think I'm better than these people that I'm about to show you. These the, This... To me, these are, um, and, and I'm not saying that they can't they can't be better than me. I, I, I can't. I'm not going to say that um, these people can't be better than me. I'm not saying that these people can't reach the level I'm at or surpass it in terms of my contribution to humanity. But but in the current state of things, I'm better than these people. This is I, I this is a, a despicable showing of uh, life. I think. Uh, look at this, uh, 12 daily doses. How can you relieve the room cleaner than when you left, when you denounce, denounce an entire group of people as mentally ill and show them zero support as human beings? I have no idea what you're talking about. And I've done more for mentally ill people than you will ever do in your next 1200 lifetimes. I ran a homeless shelter for two years out of my fucking house. I ran a home for mentally disabled adults for five years, started as the lowest rung there and promoted to running the place with 20 employees, including daily taking kids with adults with Down syndrome to go swimming to their doctor's appointments, cooking them food, cleaning up their shit, wiping their asses, did all that. Bathing grown men, bathing dingleberries out of grown men asses who are stuck in wheelchairs like fucking this. Stuff you would never even fucking, you couldn't even fucking do. And I did it with love and pleasure and I enjoyed it. I wore gloves, rubber gloves. I'm guilty. I just just didn't want poop on me. Uh, Yeah, you have fucking no fucking idea what the fuck you're talking about. You're a fucking moron. Get the fuck out of here. Fucking cunt. 
Uh, okay, so so look at these people. Look at these people. Are not. <laughs> this guy's excited. This guy is on TV and he's excited. Um. Thank you, Olivia. Thank you. Yeah. 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 He helped retards, bro. Yes. Thank you. I appreciate it. And that should be a great shirt. I helped retards. I lost. I think I lost a little fucking brain capacity working. Like you're just surrounded by retards all day, and you get a little dumber. It's like if you're around smart people all the time, you get a little smarter. Uh, here, th- these people are excited. This is you guys are telling me about this show, right? Were they announced? When it comes to two-year-old serenity, Alfonso, you are not. <laughs> I can't tell what's happening. That's his current girlfriend who's excited that her boyfriend is not the father of the other kids. Is that these people have come on TV to do this? This is amazing. In the case of four month old Royal Harold. Look at they're celebrating that he's not the father of this fucking four month year old child. You are not. And now he's yelling at the lady saying, like, he got exonerated, I guess, from his perspective, that he is not the father of the child. But now he's yelling at the lady who's crying, who found out he's not the child but want, of the father, but wanted him to be the father. I can't believe these. I can't believe these are humans. In the case of four-year-old Brandon, Gary, you are not. And what's up with the fingernails of all of these people on the show? In the audience, it, 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 this I am done with that. It, at, at the end, there's just there's those are just kids. Those are just kids. Yeah, being a parent's not like that at all. There's, there's no, there, there, I, I can't. There's, there's no selfishness. I was thinking about this the other day about the difference. Um, there's, I, I have a lot of friends, and I see the husband and wife. Um, basically, they keep score of who's taking care of the kids, right? So that you know, the, the I'll hear the father say, "Hey, I was just home with the kids all day, um, and now uh, c- can you watch them so I can go um, watch the football game?" Or I'll hear the mother say, hey, I was with the kids all day and now I want to go work out. Can you watch them? And they're keeping this tally and the kids become this this component in their life that they – if you put in the time with the kids, then you get rewarded to do something else. And I, and there's always like this weird tension there with those families that are doing that. Uh, so Adam Blakesley, uh, if you, Sevon, if you were on Maury Mor- Povich, you'd have your nails done too. Oh, I, okay, I understand. Like if I was going to a wedding, I'd wear a tux. All right. Yeah, I'd get my fucking man bun tightened up a little bit. Uh, okay. Fair enough. Um, thank you for giving me perspective on that. Um, so, so this, uh, I, I, my wife and I don't do that. My wife and I, I, I'm ne- I've never felt that for my wife. My wife and I are in a different kind of competition. I want to do more. So like last night, when right before I did the podcast, like an hour before, my wife said something. Um, she's like, Ooh, I'm pooped or something. I can't remember. 
She'd had a long day. And I go, hey, I can cancel the podcast and stay with the kids. Like we compete to see who can do the most with the kids. We're, we're never we're never keeping score for who can get. Okay, I watched them on Saturday and Sunday this week. So next week and I can go away with my friends to Las Vegas. Can you watch the kids? We don't fucking ever. We never, never do that. That's not what parenting's about. Now, granted, yes, one thing I've learned is sometimes you really do need space from your kids and you might not realize it. And I've been in that position. I'm in that position all the time. Every time I get space from my kids, I'm like, wow, this is fucking amazing. I really like being alone. But but I, and I never hold that. Never hold that against my fucking. I want to. I want to spend. I want to win the competition with my wife who did the most for their kids. Yeah, Jake Chapman, I can't stand being away from my kids. I can't stand it either. I can't stand it. But 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 you've seen it, right, Jake? You know what I'm talking about. Those parents who are like, it's, it's always those kids have become, they're everywhere. Those kids have become, okay, I watch them now, so now I'm going to go, I get an hour to go play tennis. It's like, dude, if you're the fucking father and your wife wants to fucking go play tennis and you have to take care of the kids, you should be happy. Your wife's getting fit. She's getting happy, and you got the kids. I, if you're not in that, then um, you, 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 and you can f- trick yourself. Rework your reality. Rethink that shit. Rework it. Uh, Mike McCaskey, when you've raised five kids as long as I have, you'll love, uh, you'll love the free time. Yeah, I hear you. And, and, I, and that is one thing I realize whenever I – there are times like where my mom just takes them and all three kids are gone. I'm like, whoa, this is dope. Uh, Jake Chapman, my wife and I acknowledge when each other needs to have uh, our own space and politely tell each other to go and have a coffee or to the gym. Yeah, yeah, totally. I, I agree with that too. Karn uh, Thompson, love you, Sevy. You've always been the most incredible and consistent dad. Well, thanks. I'm trying to be good. Try to be a good husband too. Uh, 12 daily doses. Uh, you want everyone to think how great of a person you are. You want to be the goat of charity. You tell us this every day. That's great. Then why are there so many who call you out as a hater? I honestly, uh, don't, uh, care (laughs) what you think. I share it with you. Um, and if it comes across that way, I don't care either. But I share it with you so that uh, someone might want to emulate it because it's fucking a good life I live, dude. So fucking great. But I don't, I'm not trying to be the um, goat of anything just to my kids. Just to my kids. I had this friend, um, Travis Bajan, and uh, you guys know him. And he always thought so fucking highly of himself. He believed in himself so fucking much. And, uh, People would think it was so interesting to see the perspectives because some people hated him. They thought he was a braggart. And I, ne- I never saw it that way. I was like, God, and he, and he really believed it. I just thought, wow, he has such fucking confidence and loves himself so much. Like it didn't hurt. It, it never hurt me how much. I loved being around that. And so it's interesting now that you think that I'm trying. I'm not trying to convince anyone that I'm a good dad. Zero. I don't care what you think. That's not true. 
uh, someone was reporting me on that's not true. Someone was reporting me on Instagram uh, for uh, having my boys work out with their shirts off. And I did care. I did care about that. I don't want people to think I'm a bad dad, but I do not care if you think I'm a fucking good dad or not. Zero. But I do, I do like, uh, I'm super crazy passionate about my kids. But, but what I find even more interesting is that you think that that's what I'm doing, that that's what you take away from it. I find that more interesting. Anyway, I don't want to share, I don't, I don't think those people who are on that show, that Maury Povich show, I don't think that they deserve equity. Or, or they only deserve equality. That's, a, that's the reason why we shouldn't have equity. Right there. Not all of us were not created fucking equal. All of us are not contributing the same amounts. There's people who see me to up here talking and they're like, oh, I, I, I like that. I like that. I don't like that. I like that. Okay. I'm going to incorporate those into my life. And, and they, and they take advantage of situations to make themselves better. And then there's other people who just fucking can't get over themselves like 12 daily doses and are just always fucking commenting about, about negative or attacking or, or br- dragging dragging the person down and we're not equal we're, we're not we're not even close to the fucking same creature san francisco san francisco um this is uh we talked about the presidio this this image i'm about to show you is at the base of the golden gate bridge this this must be very very close to the uh original crossfit uh san francisco that kelly starrett owned a matter of fact i think this building right here that's red is a building that sells it's like a dicks but it has a different name i forget the name of it and in the back there used to be crossfit san francisco so you see this red building? I think that's it. I'm 99% sure. And I had filmed a bunch of videos back there with like Adrian Bosman and Kelly Starrett. Anyway, this area is so wealthy. Like just to the left here on, on, on that side of the building, uh, I, don't, I don't know. There's maybe half a mile or maybe it's less. Maybe it's 100 yards. There's like a row of houses there. That goes on as far as the eye can see that are probably all between 10 and 20 million dollars. And they're not even nice houses. They're not even big houses. That building sells dicks. Yes. Every building in San Francisco sells dicks. Um, so so check it out. Uh, uh, this this is happening in the parking lot there. A smash and grab thieves fight off victims in San Francisco. And I wouldn't show you this if this was just an isolated incident. There's no, but this is this is the norm. This is uh Thanks to the governor, Gavin Newsom. Bam. Oh, is that a man or a woman in the pink? That, that person's trying to get their shit back. Listen, you're not going to fight so good with the mask on. So the two people in the hoodies, can't tell if they're men or women, but they, one's in a black sweater and one's in a white sweater. They basically are just breaking into people's cars and stealing their shit. And then uh, people in the parking lot are trying to stop them. Wow. Anyway, that's that's San Francisco. The National Guard's there. It's bad. Some bad shit. Stay away from the city. 
And you know what? I suspect it's 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 a hundred times still nicer than Baltimore. Very safe. You basically have to go. Um, I had a friend who lived in. Uh, thank you, Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden, BLM, and Newsom. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. I had a friend who lived in Brazil for a while, and he said you would go in the streets of, I think it was Sao Paulo, and basically you when you would go there out in the streets at night. You basically wouldn't take anything with you because literally packs of young boys would walk up to you and start putting their hands in your pockets, like your front pockets, your back pockets, your jacket pockets, looking for anything to steal. And you couldn't do anything. Like if you tried to, uh, if you tried to uh, fight them or anything, the whole pack would fucking kill you. So when they would rob you, you just basically had to stay still and let them do it. Uh, David Weed, uh, I like how all you morons are getting triggered by uh, 12 daily doses. Oh, that's so, that's, that's, that's so aggressive, David. That's so aggressive. So aggressive. Um, Trish, I got my notice of termination from the Sevon podcast. Sevon is making cuts. Everyone watch out. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, today is Trish's last day. Uh, Thank you, Trish, for your service. It pains me deeply to let you go. I know these times can be difficult. Okay. This one is amazing. So, do you remember the? Do you remember the uh, police commit? Do you remember the fire commissioner? So, we did. A, there was a story here that we covered where there was uh, with our correspondents, our West Coast correspondents. There was a fire commissioner in San Francisco who homeless people, sorry, drug addicts were sleeping on his mom's porch and he called the cops a uh, half dozen times and uh, at least a half dozen times and the police never came. And so um, he confronted the, uh, the drug addict sleeping on his mom's porch and one of the drug addicts got a steel pipe and fucking beat him until he put him in the hospital. Do you guys remember that? He was the fire former com- fire. For- he was the former fire commissioner of San Francisco. The former fire commissioner of San Francisco got the shit beat out of him with a steel pipe. You guys remember this? And the reason why he got the shit beat out of him, we were told, was because he confronted some drug addicts who were sleeping on his mom's porch in San Francisco. You guys remember all this? Ring a bell? Watch this story. I'm very curious. This is going to divide the group. This is for sure going to surely going to divide the group. Ooh, I almost played it without putting it on the screen. Uh, here we go. Tonight, another brutal attack in San Francisco causing an uproar with videos released pointing blame at both men. A homeless man swinging what appears to be a metal bar at a former fire commissioner, Don Carminani leading to three felony charges. Two video clips released by Carminani's attorney appear to show him lifting his hands to protect himself from a man identified as Garrett Allen Doty, who is homeless. The second video from before... Who is filming that? Who is filming that? Yeah, yeah, right? Right? Why didn't you just go out and tackle that dude from the back? Here we go before the attack, appears to show Doty pulling a metal bar from the trash and swinging. Carminani's attorney says he was beaten and chased for two city blocks, leaving him with serious head injuries and a fractured jaw. 
but there may be more to the story. Doty's public defender released two videos prosecutors turned over as part of evidence, one appearing to show Carmenani approaching Doty and spraying him. Doty's defense lawyer saying this instigated the altercation and cited a third-party witness saying Carmenani threatened Doty. Along with the video, Doty's defense also released evidence of eight separate incidents of bear spray attacks against homeless people in the neighborhood over the last two years. Okay, so drug, so there's footage of a guy who looks like the fire commissioners spraying bear spray on the drug addicts with all their shit laid out on the sidewalk. It's, what's funny is they never mentioned that he called the cops a half dozen times to get the drug addicts off uh, drug addicts off his mom's porch. They never mentioned that. Including this one from November 2021. The suspect fitting Carmenani's description. But he hasn't been charged in relation. Uh, they say that this guy also f- fits the uh, fire commissioner's uh, description. A fat, middle-aged white man. That sounds like fucking half the country. But, but I do think it's him, actually. I actually do think it's him. To any of the incidents. He sprays with a massive can of bear spray. He sprays with a massive can of bear spray. The same weapon used in the Doty incident. In an interview with CBS's local affiliate, Carmenani saying he... Look at all that shit right there. Look at all that stuff. Shouldn't that be littering? That, that, that's the hard part. Like if, if you were to throw, let's say, an orange peel out your car window while you're driving, you get a ticket in California for 500 bucks or 1000 bucks. But that's okay. But that's okay. He approached Dodie for camping out and doing drugs outside his mother's home. He did admit to using pepper spray. He was camping outside his mother's home and doing drugs. I like it. It's camping. that's better than saying homeless. At least I think that's more honest. What state is this, Roxanne? This is San Francisco. And look at what they have written. It's an unhoused person. This video releases questions about San Francisco's unhoused person. How do you know that they're unhoused? It's awesome. We, but yeah, this is uh, this is, this is San Francisco. You can't enforce laws. Uh, Mike C, I like camping. Very, very uh, solid, solid group. Solid group today. Solid group of contributors. Spray in, quote, self-defense. Also saying he was informed by his attorneys he might be facing charges himself. According to NBC Bay Area, Carmenani's attorneys strongly deny their client being involved in any prior incidents. He's missed his last two court appearances. His lawyers citing the, quote, severity of his injuries leading to. Hey, you know what's crazy about that guy? That guy looked like he was kind of retarded before the incident. Like just when you see him moving around. I mean, he he looks like a full blown alcoholic, doesn't he? Doty being released. I mean, the, the police commissioner. Until a hearing next month. Maya Eaglin joins us now in studio. So, Maya, there's obviously a lot to this story, but there was also some reporting that the DA in San Francisco may eventually drop the charges against the man who had the metal bar. Right. So Doty's attorneys are saying that he used that metal bar in self-defense, but the DA put out a statement saying that they're going to continue pressing charges here and use every power possible. So I guess that's the question. If you spray someone with bear spray, 
And then I don't know, like you see them like a month later. Can you just walk up to them and beat them with the fucking steel pipe? to hold violent offenders accountable. We also know that Dodie's been served with a criminal protective order and will have to stay 100 yards away from both the crime scene and the former fire commissioner. Tom? Unreal. Hey, dude, I, I, I think that if you... Uh, I think if you sleep on some dude's mom's porch and you're a drug addict... I don't know. I... <sighs> This is not going to bode well for me, but if you were sleeping on my mom's porch and you were a drug addict and I'd called the cops five times, I don't think something good happens to you. Uh, Yash with some uh, interesting uh, advice or, or comment. Bear spray is illegal in the UK. You guys don't have bears though, right? Uh, Jeremy, world uh, moral of the story, lib policies don't work. Um, uh, Trish, all porches are someone's mom's porches. Uh, that that's a, the movement for 2025. Uh, I always grab a metal pipe and then continue to follow someone with it to protect myself. Yeah, that's that's a good point too. That that's Molly there just listening to words. Do you see that people? She picked up on the fact that the guy was supposedly protecting himself. They were portraying it that way, but he was fucking following the the fat dude and beating him. It's crazy. Uh, we can't just spray someone uh, in the in the on the streets. What about a drug addict uh, who's smoking a crack pipe and the smoke from the crack pipe is wafting into your mother's house and that's been happening for five or six hours, and uh, in, in let, let's say she's even got a little contact high. Are you allowed to then go out and the cops haven't come? Are you allowed to go out there and spray them with uh, bug spray? Uh, bug spray, yeah, bug spray, bear spray to get them so that you don't have to breathe in crack. Uh, Christine Young, self-defense, chasing someone for two blocks. Yeah, that's why. That's why I don't. I. I. I'm okay. I'm. I'm kind of okay. I don't. I don't know. I. I'm not mad at the guy. I think that that's probably just all normal San Francisco lifestyle. Unfortunately, I do have. Uh, I do have a story that I'm about to present to you that I'm very, very disappointed to uh, have to present to you. Uh, this is Rich Froning, the greatest CrossFit athlete who ever lived and, and is currently alive. The greatest. And uh, so, so someone sent this to me and uh, pointed out that uh, Rich has a microwave that is at cock and balls level. And I just don't approve of this. I just don't approve of uh, of uh, of this of this lifestyle. Notice this is the microwave. This is the fittest man alive, Rich Froning, man of high values, high moral integrity, a regular guest on the show. But even he is not safe from my judgment. Now, no, notice, notice, look at this. Tick, tick, boom. Way too close to his cock and balls. So his kids can use it. Even worse, I don't approve. I don't approve of kids using uh, microwaves. I will ask him next time he's on. Uh, uh, 12 Daily Doses. Fraser only has his microwaves at face level. And that's why, yeah. That's why. Uh... 
Matt is not getting critiqued on this show. This is and then he pushes his crotch up against the radioactive material. Uh, Michael C., uh, great, great. Uh, Rich Froning has two microwaves. This is the scaled version. Uh, Devesh Maharaj, uh, Maharaj, D- Devesh Maharaj, the hammer. Very good point. Very good point. Uh, Rich is a CrossFitter. Fraser doesn't count as a CrossFitter. He just was a CrossFit athlete. That's a very good point. Uh, Very, very uh, good point. Uh, Where is the comment? uh, Oh, another very interesting point. Uh, If that was at Fraser's house, that microwave would be at Fraser's face level. Okay, another – see, this is why I like reporting with live feedback because it, it lets me see my weaknesses and where maybe I might not be telling the story accurately. You think maybe – let me go one step further. You think maybe he's at Matt's house when he made this commercial, and that's why the uh, microwave so low? Separate me from the ball. Oh, I, I, Paul, I want, I'm going to need to uh, – uh, I'm going to ha- uh, need to uh, rework this story. I apologize. This story is premature. There's no – I had no business uh, judging Rich for this yet. For, we, I don't even know if we're at his house. Uh, it, this is uh, needs to be reworked. Okay. Great speculation. I will uh, call Matt and Rich today and find out if uh, that's actually at Matt's house. Dan Guerrero, Sevon, tell us how microwaves work and how they're dangerous. Uh, I don't know how they work. I don't know how they work. I don't know how wood chippers work either. I don't know how police officers work. I don't know how fast-moving rivers work. But I have some discernment and some observations. You put things in them. You push the button. If there's metal in there, it starts sparking and shit. I know that when everything in there is fucking hot except the walls of the fucking microwave. I know that I can't feel any heat or see any heat when I open the door. Maybe it's just, I don't know, it's magic. It's magic. I have no idea how microwaves work. Zero. I could speculate. But I don't fucking trust them. At all. Well, Sevan, that's just ignorant of you. Fine. I, I, I'm, I'm okay with that too. Uh, Brock Bisset, uh, uh Chase Ingram explained how microwaves work, and by his explanation, it seems safe to me. Fair enough. Use away. Fair enough. The logic here is, is if you don't know how it works, then it's safe. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not going with that. I'm going to go with it's not safe because I don't understand exactly how it works. Oh, no wonder. They vibrate the water molecules essentially. So it's a giant woofer. It's a giant woofer. It's a woofer. Here we go. Ronnie Eaton. Man, we're getting – we don't even need Google. 
Uh, the microwaves reflect off the metal interior of the oven. I don't think the interior of my microwave, well, I don't have one now, but when I had one in college, I don't think it was metal. I think it was like plastic. The microwave reflects off the metal interior of the oven and causes the water molecules in the food to vibrate. This vibration results in friction between the molecules, which produces heat that cooks the food. Is that why bread always gets so weird in the microwave? Manny Spiegel, Rosa has gone from chairman of the board at CrossFit Inc., a promotion, according to Sean Woodland, to board observer. Jake Chapman, uh, I don't fully understand how my dick works, but I use it now and again. And I also think your penis is dangerous. So, there we go. Uh, Mike McCaskey, the person who invented the early microwave, didn't have a shield on the device and was not healthy. Yeah, what do you mean? Like some of those microwaves came out and caused the water molecules inside of you to vibrate? And finally, Robbie Myers, before we leave the subject of microwaves, uh, with the conclusion, so dicks are like microwaves. That is, that is correct. Algebra, science. Science. Okay. Rich Ronan, you're off the hook. Uh, having a microwave at cock and balls level we need more information and and some people are even proposing that the microwave is actually safe and could actually warm your penis up which could might not be a bad thing i'm open to all of it that was a was glad see this show is to educate me not to educate you i came in stupid this morning you guys had to school me you guys actually you know what you know what this is this show is a participatory event where you guys make me smarter And I appreciate that. Oh, now there's radiation? Oh, hold on a second. One more comment. My only concern about microwaves, it's not the fact that the, it may warm up the water molecules in my penis. It's the trace microwave radiation that might be residual in the food. But there is no radiation in the food. It just shakes it. it just shakes it like a woofer. It's just a giant woofer. Remember, it just shakes it. appreciate the, the education from you guys. Now, there is a presupposition in this piece uh, that we can discuss uh, uh, if you would like. The presupposition is, is that for some reason uh, socialism is bad. And here we go. Good to be here. I want to uh, address something Tom just said, which is, in fact, that Woke is supposed to advance equity in Europe. So here's the definition of equity and see if it sounds like a definition of anything else you've ever heard of. The definition of equity comes from the public administration literature. And the definition is an administered political economy in which shares are adjusted so that citizens are made equal. Does that sound like anything you've heard of before? Like socialism. They're going to administer an economy to make shares equal. The only difference between equity and socialism is the type of property that they redistribute. They're going to redistribute social and cultural capital in addition to economic and material capital. And so this is my thesis when we say what is woke. Woke is Maoism 
with American characteristics, if I might borrow from Mao himself, who said that his philosophy was Marxism-Leninism with Chinese characteristics, which means woke is Marxism. That's a very provocative statement. It's something you will certainly hear it is not, that it is different. And the, the, the professors and the philosophers will spend a large amount of time explaining to you why. No, no, it's about economics when it's Marxism. This is social. This is cultural. This is different. It's not different. I'm glad it to be here. It is not different. It is not different. You want to live in a prison cell? That's what it's going to be like. Fourteen. Uh, do you guys know this guy, Josh? Josh uh, Pirrit. Uh, P- 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 Let me pull up his. Um, uh, the, oh, he's the fluffy duck guy. Do you guys know this guy? This is a fucking big account, actually. Look at this. Let me see if I can. He has one hundred and twenty-two thousand followers. Josh, Josh Pert, Josh Pert, like an expert, but Josh Pert, Josh Pertle. He's an expert on Josh's fluffy duck. He's a six-time CrossFit. Uh, regional athlete, two-time CrossFit Games attendee. Oh, attendee of the O. Oh, attendee, okay. CEO and founder of Fluffy Duck. Look at, didn't, didn't we feature this guy too? Josh made a video about the giant dick guy too. Been, I know you've been. Look at I'm trying to get this guy on the show, by the way. I DM'd him, and then I made a comment here. But look, he, this guy responded in his um, – Josh didn't even tag him. Uh, there, uh, oh, wait, hold on. He's got a huge dick. The fluffy duck guy said he has a huge dick. How come the fluffy duck guy has more gray hair than me, and he looks younger than me? What the fuck is going on there? All right, how does that work? Anyway, uh, yeah, this guy, this, this I, I wonder if he saw my show and liked the dick and so just, you know, incorporated it, which I'm, I, I would be flattered. But look at this. This is the part that I'm really jealous of. This post, this fluffy duck guy made this post and it has like f- almost 500 comments. He posted the guy with the giant dick and just got fucking, it, it was a hit. Kind of cool, right? But I think I'm even a little flattered. I think this guy, the fluffy duck dude, saw was watching our show, saw the giant dick dude, and was like, hey, I can make this into a meme. Anyway. Thought it was cool. Fun, right? I think this guy might have a podcast, too. With guests and shit. Uh... Yeah, uh, skincare, Savon, you could take Bitcoin, collagen, oh, biotin, not Bitcoin. You could take biotin, collagen, retinol supplements, and an extensive skincare routine. Oh, fuck that. Thank you, though. I appreciate it. Um, fluff, fluffy duck or big, big dick dude? Uh, I remember him trying to get on your show one time and you shut it down. Oh, the fluffy duck guy. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. 
What's this? Anyone taking NMN? I don't know what that is. It might be easy to do, but it sounds like it takes a time and effort and like, and look at your skin, dude. I can't look like that. I can't be, I can't look like I have a filter on me. I don't want to be that smooth. Yeah. I don't want my skin to look like that. I don't want my skin to look like I'm not human. I just like, I just want to look like I'm fine with my skin. I'm sorry. I opened the subject. I'm fine with my skin. I don't want to start looking like a fucking some of these people look like they're fucking made of porcelain. I do not want to look like that. Never mind. Forget I forget I opened that door. Talk to me. Give me tell me ways on how I can fix my back. I'm there's no fucking way. I'm I don't want to look like porcelain. I look like a fucking weirdo. Anyway, the the, the big dick gets a lot of comments. A lot. That like a ton. A ton of comments. And I thought that was good. Boy, we put up a video. That's a sub clip. I, I, I should pull it up. We put we put up a sub clip of who's better at CrossFit. Who's the best CrossFitter? Matt Fraser, Rich Froning. And holy shit, that really fucking stirred the pot. People really like that. People get really aggressive. Really aggressive. The group that wants to defend Matt is very aggressive. Very, very aggressive. Okay. Here we go. This. Like, I know that joke is dicey, whatever. And I had a, a very good friend, another female comedian. She told me, uh, maybe don't do the joke. It be, can be construed as offensive to women, right? And I said, well, but you do jokes about being Italian, right? And she goes, well, my mom's Italian. I'm half Italian. I can do the jokes. And I said, well, my mom's a woman. Uh, I'm half woman. I can do the jokes. She goes, that is not how it works at all. You're being totally irrational. I said, yeah, that's my half-woman side. Um, Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. That's my irrational side. Women... And men. Oh, here's just a good meme. I don't do many of these on the show. It's a little too stagnant for the show. I always kind of regret that I did it. Uh, When you realize they took a real black woman off a syrup bottle and put a fake white woman on a beer can. When you realize they took a real black woman off a syrup bottle and put a fake white woman on a beer can. Democrats. Fuck, man, we live with fucking really dumb people. Beyond dumb. Uh, I came across this Instagram account yesterday. I thought this was uh, pretty interesting. I'm not even sure what's going on here. Are these, how does this Instagram account even work? It's called the uh, Sevanistas. And. So these are all people who listen to the show, but these are clips of them working out. These are all collabs. Look how yoked this dude is. Is that what this is? Let's look at Uh This is Jeez Louise. Wow, 185 squat clean. Like it's nothing. Wow, that's, oh, 255. Holy shit, dude. Wow. If you look closely, you can see his hog in his pants. 255 again. Wow. 
I like it. Catch it a little high, too, and then lower into it. Fuck. Just to show you how strong he is. Crazy. Okay, anyway. Uh, Sevan, S-E-V-A-N-I-S-T-A-S. Sevanistas. It was in my uh, search bar. Pretty cool. <clears throat> yeah, that's good, right, Mason? That's awesome. Uh, Heidi Kroom, I am salty because I just worked out and because Sevanistas never share my stuff. Uh, fair enough. Uh, G, slanging the meat. Yeah, definitely slanging the meat. Eighteen. Uh, I would like to present to you uh, the newest theme of um, the Sevon podcast, and I want to appreciate, uh, thank Meredith Root for it. Um, the patriarchy. The patriarchy has spoken. Uh, Casey from Instagram says, "My boyfriend was slow cooking ribs, and I guess they were done in the middle of the night." So this man wakes me up at three a.m. and goes, "Quote here, babe, I brought you a rib." So we sat in bed and we ate ribs. I found my soulmate, and then he tried to finger me. Patriarchy. God, I fucking love the internet. This this is man right here. I mean, she really, uh, she really, and, and that's a keeper for of a girl too. By the way, that's that's uh, that's um. Uh, Lindsay Baker, holy shit, she's coming in hot. Dude, man bun, really? Come on. Mark Moss just rolled in the house. Thank you. Anyway, I'm going to cook. I'm, I'm cooking ribs tonight, Haley. That's the patriarchy for you. That's a, that's a man's world. Bring you ribs. And then a finger in. I think it's actually kind of nice. Uh, well, I, this is crazy. I feel like I don't normally pull up just single screenshots like this, and then here's three in a row. Uh, an 18-year-old boy died when doctors tried to create a vagina for him using part of his colon. Uh, Billboard Chris, an 18-year-old boy died when doctors tried to create a vagina for him using part of his colon. His colon was used because puberty blockers blockers stopped growth of his genitalia, which meant there wasn't enough tissue to do the penal inversion surgery. So what? It's only one dude. Leave the trannies alone. So what? So one 18-year-old kid died because of puberty blockers. It's not a big deal. Just one. So what? Barry McCockner, share your rib recipe, pork or beef. I, I I was joking. I don't I don't even I don't do any I don't I don't do any of that. I don't I don't cook. Last night, uh, my wife made me pork chops. They were fucking insane, insane. She slow cooked pork chops, and then, uh, and then I and then peeled an avocado for me. Sliced up an avocado. What else was in the bowl? And there was a little bit of rice in there. And then she poured the juice all over the rice. 
and the pork chops were just covered in salt and pepper and then two huge pork chops crazy fat on them and then you just push the spoon into the pork chop and it's like this pork chop just fell into like a thousand pieces it was so like tender and it like melted in my mouth it was amazing god uh, i love tender meat and i know as 12 Daily Doses would say, I'm showing off again. I'm letting you know that I eat the best food and I have the best wife and I have the best avocados. Dude, it's so simple, my wife said. I'll, I, it's so simple, dude, I think. It's crazy, yeah. I, but it's like magical. And actually, you know what's crazy? You know what the greatest fucking compliment is? There's this dude, there's this cop I know and, and his wife and, and, um, uh, um, and they have two kids. And one of, when he, he's so excited when my, when my wife cooks pork chops. And I get so excited that he's so excited. I should invite him over. I'm, gonna get, I'm actually going to do that. I'm like so – I'm flattered. I'm like in, I'm in a prideful, egotistical way. I'm so like proud that, my, that I have a wife that makes a food that he likes. Very, very primitive shit, but I like it. Adam Blakesley, and I say to you, congratulations, Sevon. Thank you. May, may you too, uh, may, may your wife too present cooked pork chops uh, as good or, or better than my wife. I wish you. And what's crazy too is my wife's kind of insecure about her cooking. I didn't even realize that. She's always asking me like how it th- shit tastes. And then recently she explained that to me because she thinks she's not a good cook. I thought she just wanted feedback. I'm going to get in trouble for saying that. She's going to be like, well, that's not exactly what I said. Not in trouble, but you know what I mean? Just slapped. I get slapped around a little bit. I enjoy getting slapped around a little bit. Okay, this is bizarre. So I'm going to need this one explained to me. Someone explain this to me. <clears throat> Someone as wise as me is still not as wise as the dumbest person in the comments here, and I appreciate the education. This should, you know, what this show should be called, the Sevon Podcast. Can you make Sevon smarter? Okay, here we go. Uh, um, okay, I, I, I don't, I don't understand. I, I, I'm for, I'll just play it. I'll just play it and then, and then we'll discuss. Let's discuss. Okay, here we go. Fucking idiot over here is the principal at an elementary school in Vermont who is now going to get rid of the words male and female and replace them with person who produces sperm and a person who produces eggs. Now, other than pushing some weird agenda and erasing what got us here, why in the fuck would you want to do this? Like a subscribe. This fucking idiot okay. over here is... So- We'll play one more time. He's saying this fucking idiot over here. By the way, I find that lady attractive. The principal at an elementary school in Vermont who is now going to get rid of the words male and female and replace them with person who produces sperm and a person who produces eggs. So he's upset. Uh, What's his hat say? Good God. Good. Good something America. Good. Good. Good damn America. Good damn morning. Good damn. I don't fucking know what this hat says, but okay. Uh, her head isn't even big. I know my my wife doesn't have a big head either. 
not everyone can have a big head. Attractive or not, they can be. Here's the thing. How is she, how is she an idiot for that? Kenneth DeLapp, I find you attractive, Seven. Well, thank you. Finally, something nice in the comments. I'm going to glom onto that. Thank you. Do you have two vaginas? That'd be awesome. Um, well, how is that stupid? Because they're fifth graders? That part I understand. But, dude, we need this in California. I, I wish in California we would stop using a men and a women. I, I would be totally fine with that. I would be oh, – I, I would prefer it. Okay, here we go. Uh, Matt C., um, is it weird? I don't think we should talk about sperm production with kindergartners. Yeah, for sure. And I don't think we should talk about it with fifth graders either. Either I don't think the teacher should. But I would so the, the the signs on bathrooms that say gender neutral or gender whatever. The bathrooms have always been gender neutral. They'll always be gender neutral. It means nothing. It's like fucking Don's letter to the affiliates yesterday. It just means fucking nothing. There's no takeaway. But this would be fucking amazing. This defines men and women. This principle is actually doing something that needs to be done when people talk. People are we should we need to take a step back and drop the concept of male and female and actually say what it is. Are you married? Yes. Uh, to someone with a vagina that produces eggs or someone with a penis that produces sperm. I'm cool with that. I'm so fucking fine with that. It's so much better than saying a woman, a cis woman, a or whatever the fuck woman. A non-binary, uh, a furry woman. Let's just let's just go. Let's just because we live with so many morons. Let's just fucking break it down for them. I would so much rather do that than worry about pronouns. I'd so much rather go the other way. Okay, um, you, uh, you you're not you don't know what sister or brother means. That's fine. Uh, hello, this is uh. This is one of my relatives, Tanya. Um, uh, she came from the same vagina um, uh, that I did. And then you would all know that's my sister. I don't even have to use the word sister anymore. Scott Perkins. Thank you. It's been a tough crowd today. S uh, Scott Perkins, Sevi. Uh, sorry, I'm late, but you guys knocked it out of the park last night. You fuckers are taking over the CrossFit space. Thank you. I think we already have. Anyway, um, uh, oh, here we go. D uh, Devesh Maharaj, always with a fine contribution. I'm looking at Devesh's picture and then this principal's picture side by side. They bo they're both given the same vibe with that smile. You see her and Devesh? Doesn't Devesh look like he's fun right there? Like Devesh looks like, hey, you want to go get our airsoft rifles and shoot people at the mall, go into their cars? Like, you got a little, like, sinister, like, hey, you want to go light a bag of poop and then doorbell ditch people's houses? Looking a little, little fun, but sinister. Uh, what if you're a post-op person with a penis that produces eggs? Then you just got to say it. Now, look, I have, I, have, I, I, I have a penis. I have a vagina that was turned into a penis, and I still produce eggs. You just say the whole thing. That's where we're at. It would be so much more honest. Than, than just forcing people to go in their heads and lying and, and these delusional realities people live in. If you put real definitions on gender, then people can't feel special or part of the woke culture because they can't identify as anything they choose. Yeah, they, they can't be mentally ill, you mean? 
that's called uh, mentally ill, I think. Anyway, I, I, I see, I just, I don't want to have to read into what this guy's talking about. I want him just to be like, hey, this is inappropriate for fifth graders, but actually this would work out perfect in Berkeley, California, where people are fucking still confused on what a man and a woman is. So there's that. That that boy died because he was having his penis turned into a vagina. Think how uneducated you are trusting doctors with doing a surgery on you like that. You should avoid surgery at all costs. At all costs. Any kind. Should be your last resort. Your last resort. I want you to think of transgenderism as a psychiatric, psychological process that the person is suffering under, but yet they want to bill insurance companies. So it's got to sound like a medical condition. So they came up with gender dysphoria and all the while they're waving their hands going, but this is not a pathology. This is just, you know, it's kind of like a diagnosis, but it's not a pathology. Well, if it's not a pathology, why are we amputating people's genitals and breasts? What's that about? Right. Is it an objective reality or not? And if it is an objective reality, why are you operating on their genitals? Since we stopped doing frontal lobotomies, nobody has done surgery for a psychological problem. They don't want you to think of transgenderism as a psychiatric, psychological process that the person is suffering under, but yet they want to bill insurance companies. So it's got to sound like a medical condition. So they came up with gender dysphoria and all the while they're waving their hands going, but this is not a pathology. This is just... You know, it's kind of like a diagnosis, but it's not a pathology. Well, if it's not a pathology, why are we amputating people's genitals and breasts? What's that about, right? Is it an objective reality or not? And if it is an objective reality, why are you operating on their genitals? Since we stopped doing frontal lobotomies, nobody has done surgery for a psychological problem. They don't want you to think. You see what he's doing there? It's the same thing, the objective reality. The objective reality is red doesn't mean stop. The objective reality is, is it doesn't matter how much you say you're a woman, you're not a woman if you, if you have a penis and produce sperm. He's talking about the objective reality. The other side does not want to fucking talk about that. The other side. I don't know what the... We can see them and we can see us. They can't see us. And they're really, really fucking pissed. They do not want to fucking budge. Meanwhile, we could give two shits. Jake Chapman uh, noticing that the guy is bald and uh, using his best um, uh, uh, lib talk. This man is follically challenged. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Follically challenged. I saw a bald man today. Far too rude. 
I saw a man who's follically challenged. I saw a homeless man today. Oh, the far too rude. I saw what are they called now? Uh, how, household missing their household. What was it called? What was the thing that MSNBC or whatever they were using? Um, houseless? How you can't be homeless? You're houseless? You're shelterless? What the fuck? Did, were they calling it now? They've changed it to. Unhoused. Thank you. Unhoused. Unhoused. What what other terms are there like that? Undressed? Un you're you're not if you're naked, you're not undressed, are you? Isn't there like some sort of implication? Naked and undressed is the same thing, right? Naked, like you don't know if the person's always been naked, right? A baby's born naked. Maybe you've just always been undressed is like you got undressed. So unhoused means that you took the house off them or they took the house off themselves. God, these people are fucking stupid. Unshowered. Oh, okay. 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 Maybe I take back that those people are stupid. This unshowered, unshowered. Honey, let's go. Uh, we, we, we're going to be late for our dinner. Okay. I need to take a shower. You haven't showered yet. You're unshowered. You're unshowered. Unfit. I'm not even sure. Yeah, this is interesting, this whole thing. Now, undocumented, I understand that. Undocumented. I understand this. Uninhibited. Uncircumcised. That one, I think, if you're un- are you circumcised, no, I'm uncircumcised. Might have to go to Google in a second. Unyashed. Yeah, there's some word fuckery going on here. Unaroused. So does that mean you were unaroused? Unemployed. Were you employed? It, what's the connotation? Unfucked. That one I approve of. Unfucked. Okay, here we go. Ronnie Eaton, thank you. Now we're getting to something. Here we go. Uh, Ronnie Eaton, unshowered is too lazy, just as unhousehold is to drug addict. I'm unshowered. He's unshowered. That guy's unshowered. Okay, the implication is that you're lazy and that you, or, or like you have poor hygiene or something. And unhoused means that you're a drug addict. You're too lazy. You 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 prioritize drugs over. Um, no, no, no. Listen, Jake. I like these. These are the kind of things I pre, I, I was about to judge Jake for underpants because it totally doesn't work. But but I shouldn't because we're in a creative environment and we're trying to. You, you stretch the bounds and and I appreciate it. I, 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 I retract the criticism I was about to give you in my head. Uh, Mike McCaskey, unlawful, unlawful, unlucky. Oh, Heidi Krum, dehoused. Wow, dehoused. Yeah, that's what happened to the Japanese. They were dehoused by the Democrats. How about how about Jeffrey? How about unclusive? <laughs> unclusive. Uh, okay. Uh, Twenty-two boys and girls. I'm not sure what the takeaway is here. Uh, let's discuss this. I have I have no idea what the takeaway is here, but there's something here. I'm telling you, there's something here. 
There is something here. This this takes some twists and turns. You kind of got to listen closely. This takes some twists and turns. The, the, the punchline at the end is different. It wasn't going where I thought it was. 19, really? It shows over? Why? No. I just got started. I'm having fun. You think I'm losing some, some steam or something? What's going on? Why? No, I don't want to. I don't want it to be over yet. Okay, here we go. Uh, watch this. I'm telling you, the end takes a little tur- turn. You got to. You got to listen carefully. Listen to this guy. Lego. Lego did a study, which I always cite, and this is amazing. I don't think anybody's thought of it this way, but Lego was wondering why girls don't play with Lego toys. They're boys, but they're not really gender based. They're just bricks. So why are little boys playing with Legos, but girls aren't? Why? Why is that? So they got a study together. They got 2,500 kids, 1,250 boys, 1,250 girls, and their parents. And they put uh, Lego figurines, let's just say a Batman Lego set, in front of these kids. And they just studied how these boys and girls played with their Lego toys to try to figure out what the missing problem was. What's, What's the missing piece? Well, the boys pick up Batman, pick up a little Batman figurine, and they become Batman. That's the whole thing. Like they, like they take on those traits. They imagine they're Batman, you know, and that's how boys fantasize. That's how boys play. Meanwhile, the little girls pick up Batman and Batman becomes them. They project themselves onto Batman and suddenly Batman is acting like they are. Wow. Which is why Barbie is so popular. What's Barbie's personality? Who's Barbie? She's whoever the little girl who's playing with Barbie yeah. is. We were just talking about that yesterday. Boys pretend that they are He-Man and girls pretend that Barbie is them. That's right. Yeah. Lego. Lego did a study, which I always cite. And this is I amazing. Not, I don't think anybody's thought of it this way. That? But Lego oh, was wondering oh. why girls don't play with Lego toys. They're boys. But they're not really gender-based. They're just bricks. So so, so at first, they're trying to – at first, it starts off, you think he's going to talk about why boys like uh, um, Legos – and why girls don't, right? Or, or that they're not drawn to them, which which seems to be a truth. Is that a truth? Like, I don't. I don't do, does anyone ever see girls playing with Legos? But then he says, when a boy sees a a Batman doll, he pretends he's Batman. Okay, so he, like he's Batman, right? I did that. Like I watched a Six Million Dollar Man as a little kid, and then I would run around in the playground and pretend like I'm the Six Million Dollar Man. But girls pretend that they are – that the Barbie is them. So they put themselves into the object. Is that – that's what it is? They put themselves into the object? And what are the implications of that? I just uh, – Jessica Valenzuela, I play with Legos and I have a Batmobile Lego set. Oh, interesting. I couldn't think of one time I've ever seen a woman playing with. Um, oh, I loved Legos. Holy shit! Here we go. Well, you in, 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 and then Jacqueline Sulkis. I loved Legos. Okay. I, I don't ever remember my sister playing with Legos or any or any girl. Like like we have kids over to our house, and I don't ever remember. I don't ever see the the girls play with Legos. Uh. Stephen Flores, my three-year-old uh, nephew, watched Spider-Man the next day. He wanted to be Spider-Man. Is that true? Do girls, like when girls uh, see Barbie, do they take the figure? So they take the figurine and they pretend like the figurine is them, whereas boys 
pretend like they're yeah what are the implications of that that's that's fascinating to me oh shit janelle winston i played with legos my girls play with them more so than my son what the oh my goodness leg roxanne uh is wonderful I, I'm presuming you have a vagina. Uh, Lego was my favorite toy as a child. What the fuck is going on here? I really am learning a lot today. Crazy. Uh, uh, Paulina, this is dumb. I would have rather played with Legos when I was little. No shit. So the whole premise is just is wrong. Is is what about the other part? How it takes a twist. Let's move on to the other part. Is that true? That the girls, I the girls become the figurine in their hand, and us boys, like if we played with a with Ken, we become Ken. Is that part true? Let me get in anywhere. But anyway, okay, well. Legos for boys and girls. Uh, 12 Daily Doses. Uh, all three of my kids played with Legos, two girls and one boy. Uh, Stephen Flores, I never played with Legos. I was too busy outside playing sports and getting dirty. Uh, I don't know if that's an ex- ex- that's not a, a perfect characterization. Bend over. Um, so, uh, it, but but I, I understand how that could be misunderstood and how. It, so there's a conversation in the chat about whether we've forgiven Zach Tlander. I, I I don't have I don't haven't forgiven him or held anything against him. I'm not upset at him at all. I'm agnostic to the situation. I don't I don't care. Um, uh, bend, bend over. Sevon asked him not to post the video, and he did. I didn't ask him not to post the video. He called me. He said he's going to make a video about Greg. I told him I wouldn't do it if I was him. I didn't. But but he's. I I didn't ask him not to. I wasn't like, son, please do not put a hit on the other tribe. I, well, it wasn't like that. It wasn't like that. I just told him I thought it would be a fucking really bad idea, and and I explained why. First of all, because none of it's fucking true. Um. But, 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 so I, so, and then he did post the video and then we talked again and he said he was going to pull it down and he did. But he didn't pull it down for the reasons he didn't pull it down because um, he thought it was a bad video or that he didn't realize he'd done something completely morally and ethically fucking horrible, which I think he did. I would be fucking embarrassed because of him. And, and I wouldn't, I'm not interested in being friends with someone like that. That's for sure. You don't, you don't need enemies if you have friends like that. You have to see if someone's ca- you have to also see if someone's capable of doing that to someone else, besides the fact that Greg's my dear friend, if someone's capable of the fact of doing that to someone else, you have to know that they're capable of doing that to you. You have to know that. I mean, that that was fucking really not cool what he did. That's horrible. But um, and, he, and, he, and he lives with the guy who helped him justify it. I mean, I talked to them on the phone. They justify they were justifying bad behavior. But um, and then he took it down because I, I think he was afraid for whatever reason that he might get sued. He saw the boogeyman. A lot of people saw the boogie. If you've never seen the boogeyman um, or, or you don't know, not familiar with that term, I can explain it, but he saw the boogeyman and, um, and he fucking pulled the video down. And the boogeyman can, it can scare him. Is, is boogeyman's fucking scary. This video of T landers. Is it worth watching? 
Jeremy Hyde. Uh, I don't think he, he it's, it's not up, it's down. Oh, is it? Yeah. So did I, did I really miss anything or? Uh, once again, for the three, oh my God, for the 3,000th post, uh, 12 Daily Doses says something that's just completely wrong. Look at, this is all mm. this guy is, yeah. is just one massive presupposition after another. Look at, what did really Greg say to you when he general. fired you? Uh, he didn't fire me. So the presupposition is what Greg said to you. Look, you made a presupposition on top of a presupposition. What did Greg say to you when he fired you? The presupposition is that he fired me and that he said something to me. And then another presupposition, um, got to be hard firing your buddy. I mean, you, God, dude. Hey, seriously, I want you to, I mean this from the fucking bottom of my heart. If you have, if you are struggling with relationships in your life, I could help you. I don't know, man. He seems beyond that. No, no, beyond I can help. help you if you would talk to me Holy on the phone. Crap. If you, I don't want to, I don't want to help you unless you have like a, a a problem. If you, but if you ever are like, holy fuck, I can't figure out why I keep getting fired from jobs or why my wife hates me or anything. If I could help you, I could help you catch your presuppositions, and your whole fucking life would change. Mm-hmm. Just so you know, if you ever want, if you're ever interested in that. Hey, he's helped me with the with the the lipstick. He's not lying. Twelve daily. I can help you. So, um, it, it, all you have to do is stop making presuppositions, and your and this heaviness will just go over. It will just lift from your life. Uh, Barry McCockner, we appreciate you, Sevon. That's all. Okay. For sure, we sure do. We sure do. Uh, Twelve daily doses. I want to help you, brother. Trust me. Cool. Thank you. I oh, appreciate it. Man. Help yourself first, dude. Um, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. It's uh, but good. but you know what? I just saw. I just I can see out the window. I could see the fog rolled in. Uh, and I was thinking I wanted to take the kids surfing today, right after the show. But um, but I'll, I'll we'll figure it out. That shit looked really cool. And I was down in slow last July, driving on the beach there. Um, that fog was pretty trippy. Yeah, lie. yeah, it, it, cool. it 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 comes in fucking thick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, how how are things? How 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 is the um uh how's the life? How how is the dating? How is your how's your lady doing? Uh, well, I was gonna call and comment on that video, but since you asked, um, I mean, I've been keeping you up to date uh, offline, but it's been, uh, it's been really interesting to see. I mean, shit, it's only been like two weeks, two and a half weeks. And to see the, and I'm not like, I'm not like Mr. Go out and change everybody. Although we, we did talk about that yesterday. Um, but to see her changing, to see her mind growing, I guess, uh, and not seeing things. So through that straw, um, as, as we've talked about, it's been pretty cool. So I'm really digging it. She was here last night and, uh, it was fun. I'll say that without giving too many details. How, how, uh, how old are you again? 37. Um, and how long had you been married? I was married for 12 years and with the, with her for 16. Um, uh, is it weird putting your hands on another uh, woman's body? Is it like, is it like, is it a trip? Bro, it's, it's, uh, again, without giving too many details. Yeah. 
earlier on, it was, and, we, and her and I talked about it. She's really cool. She was really cool about it. Like it was, uh, it was odd as fuck. Like, uh, it's like on one hand, you're like, all right, she's hot. You know, this is great. But on the other hand, when you're with somebody for so damn long, um, it's weird at first. Uh, but I can, I can happily say that we've crossed that bridge. We're on the other side of that. So it's not an issue anymore. Yeah. It would, it almost would seem like, like a, uh, the thought of putting my hands on uh, another woman's body would feel like a, like an alien fucking landscape just cause you've been with someone for so fucking long. Oh, for sure. And it's like, you know, when you're with somebody and maybe the re- relationship isn't going well and you, you think about other women and you're like, Oh yeah, I, I would, you know, I would get with that girl. I'd get with that girl. And then the time comes and you're like, what the hell is going on? Like, this is, this isn't the lady I've been with for the last almost 20 years of my life. And it's really, uh, at first it's really awkward, I guess would be, would be a, a good word. But did you like ever I feel said, like you were cheating on your wife, even though the relationship was over? No, not that I was cheating. It was just unfamiliar territory. Right. You know, right. you're used to the same landscape, the same everything for so long. And then that, that changes. And I'm looking for an analogy here, but I can't think of one. But, uh, you know, all of a sudden things change and you're like, wait, what the heck? You know, but then if you if you just embrace it, like, hey, things change and it's actually for the better, you know then it becomes okay. Yeah. Know? Hey, does she have another boyfriend currently or are you her only boyfriend? I'm the only one. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's pretty, gotten pretty, in, pretty hot and heavy, pretty intense, really fast, which was not my intention, but Hey, here we are. I'm, I'm digging it. What does she think about your CrossFit addiction? She does. That, I don't know if I told you, she does F45. Oh, so I'm awesome. trying to bring her okay. I'm yeah. trying to bring her over to CrossFit without being like a dick about it. Yeah, like, dude, that's hey, fucking yeah. great that she's working out. Fuck it. Take exactly. That's, that's awesome. what I told her. I'm like, so I, awesome. I'm like, you don't have to come and do the stuff we do. You're doing very similar stuff. You're, it makes you happy. Cool. I'm, I'm cool with it. She, 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 uh, respects my CrossFit addiction. Uh, she said, I'm, my body's very intimidating or at least was at first and all this and that. But, you know, I told her, it's not even about what I look like. It's I, you become obsessed with CrossFit. Sure. Everyone wants to look good and naked, but you become obsessed with it because you start discovering what you're actually capable of. And, um, you, how much you do you weigh? Threshold. Uh, I'm around 200. And how much does she weigh? Man, one, I don't know. She's like five. I'm like five, ten. She's like five, seven or so. Um, Pretty fit. I would say 140. I don't know. I'm yeah, not that, good at yeah, judging a, yeah. a woman. Okay, so she's a real woman. She's not some fucking stick. No, oh, man. She is She is a woman. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, what were you going to sure. say about the, what were, Jeremy, what were you going to say about the video? Oh, the, the video. Was it, um, was it the Lego one? Yeah, yeah, the Lego guy. Um, the unsmall guy there. Uh, he, so there's that old uh, Bill Cosby quote and i know maybe bill cosby isn't the greatest guy to quote here uh but he uh he said that women do not want to hear what a man has to say they want to hear what they have to say in a man's voice 
And this video, I'm trying to just wow, wrap that's my head some patriarchy what, shit. That's some right? fucking that is crazy. Right? I, I, he got away with saying that. He got away with saying that. That was like 40 years ago. You know, right, that was back right. in the get way back in the day. But uh, it's just like th- um, that's what I'm thinking with this guy in this video. Is he like? Is he like quietly? degrading women like they all they do is try to make things they project and try to make things what they want them to be or something while men are out trying to you know be batman and be better or whatever like kind of have my head around what this guy's trying to actually say yeah i I don't i don't know either but i thought it was fascinating if if that is a characteristic if that's if that trait is generally true where we Mm hold a character we see batman and we want to be batman but they see a batman figurine and they pretend like they are the figurine you know what i mean like they move the figurine around as if it was them i never played with the green army guys and pretended like i was them right but i did watch um, the six million dollar man and pretend like i was the six million dollar man for sure so it's, yeah, it's, for just, sure. it would Absolutely. just be interesting if, our, if that was a uh, a defining trait. But the people in the comments already fucked me up. That basically there's half dozen women in there uh, who said, yeah, they played with Legos. I'm not surprised. There's some pretty cool, badass women in this chat. In the I know, and I started thinking that too. Well, maybe these just aren't normal women who will listen to the show. These are like highly evolved women. What is normal though, right? <laughs> yeah, good point. Fair. Yeah. All right. Uh, normal is being able to know the difference between a vagina and a penis, and being and being and being, and being able to accept the difference. That's normal. Mm. I'll go with that. I like that. Great definition. All right. Thank you. Yeah, I'll talk to you later, brother. Peace. Bye. Uh, this Tuesday, I don't know the time, but uh, uh, Pedro from Coffee Pods and Wads on this Tuesday coming up. Uh, what is the date on that? Um. Uh, Tuesday, uh, May second. Uh, Pedro will be having Adrian Bosman live on the Coffee Pods and Wads podcast. Uh, you don't want to miss that. I'm actually going to look and see um, Coffee uh, Wads and Pods. It is uh, Coffee Pods and Wads uh, live. Um. Oh, shit, he has Brian Friend coming on. Uh, is Brian Friend coming on June 13th? You have Brian scheduled You have Brian scheduled for June 13th. You can do that. I don't see Adrian. Oh, okay, uh, 11.30 a.m. So after this show, 11.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, uh, Pedro will have um, Adrian Bosman on live. I'm going to hit the notify me button. You know what I can do? Look it. I'm going to send you a link. I'm gonna put a link in the chat down here. Uh, it's a shame because this is gonna people are gonna leave my podcast for this, but I'm gonna put a link in the uh, chat, and you can click on that link and go over there if you want and um, subscribe to Coffee Pods and Wads, and then also ask for a um, a notification. I turned on all notifications. You get all notifications now from Coffee Pods and Wads. I'm gonna show you guys how to do that. Look at. I went over here to his page, I subscribed, and then you click this bell and you hit all. And so we'll get a notification when Adrian comes on. Adrian's a great guest. Great, great guest. And, uh, and uh, Pedro's great too. Um, he won't uh, interrupt Adrian. So if you're tired of me interrupting people, um, uh, 
Pedro will be your cup of tea. He'll he'll let uh, Adrian speak unfettered. Uh, Danny GM, uh, forgive T Lander uh, for what he did. Uh, what, for what he did, nothing wrong. He showed his nature. He is a fragile human being and can't even keep the video up because he's weak minded. If anything, thank him for showing his true nature. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. I, he shouldn't. He, I don't. I don't. I. I don't agree with that. But but I. But I, thank you for the money. I don't agree with. Um, I think he did the right thing by taking the video down. Um, but but unfortunately, not for the reasons he 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 said. Um, uh, you will now know you will get a notification for all new videos from that channel, not just that video. Yes, exactly. I've never watched, I, I've watched a shitload of his podcasts. I've never seen, I, I, I can sincerely say this. I've never seen one where I'm like, Hey, I wish I wouldn't have watched that. I can't say that about a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, it was that up there too. I did hear, I did see that Don fall. I didn't know that Don fall had committed to coming on. But I didn't. I didn't see that one up there. I guess I didn't look closely. Good eye. Um. All right. Uh. This is uh a little old, but um this is, I saw this yesterday or the day before, and I just give you guys a little update. This is uh, Tucker Carlson. Um, it, it seems a little vague. Uh. But here, here we go. This is uh, after he was fired from uh, CrossFit News. After he was fired from Fox News, uh, this was the first time he has sp- spoken publicly. Here we go. Good evening. It's Tucker Carlson. One of the first things you realize when you step outside the noise for a few days is how many genuinely nice people there are in this country, kind and decent people, people who really care about what's true, and a bunch of hilarious people also, a lot of those. It's got to be the majority of the population, even now. So that's heartening. The other thing you notice when you take a little time off is how unbelievably stupid most of the debates you see on television are. They're completely irrelevant. They mean nothing. In five years, we won't even remember that we had them. Trust me, as someone who's participated. And yet at the same time, and this is the amazing thing, the undeniably big topics, the ones that will define our future, get virtually no discussion at all. War, civil liberties, emerging science, demographic change, corporate power, natural resources. When was the last time you heard a legitimate debate about any of those issues? It's been a long time. Debates like that are not permitted in American media. Both political parties and their donors have reached consensus on what benefits them, and they actively collude to shut down any conversation about it. Suddenly, the United States looks very much like a one-party state. That's a depressing realization, but it's not permanent. Our current orthodoxies won't last. They're brain dead. Nobody actually believes them. Hardly anyone's life is improved by them. This moment is too inherently ridiculous to continue, and so it won't. The people in charge know this. That's why they're hysterical and aggressive. They're afraid. They've given up persuasion. They're resorting to force. But it won't work. When honest people say what's true, calmly and without embarrassment, they become powerful. At the same time, the liars who've been trying to silence them shrink and they become weaker. That's the iron law of the universe. True things prevail. Where can you still find Americans saying true things? There aren't many places left, but there are some, and that's enough. As long as you can hear the words, there is hope. 
See you soon. Good evening. It's Tucker Carl. No, it sounds like he's not going away. So that's good. That's nice to hear that. Uh, I enjoy, uh, I greatly, 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 greatly enjoy uh, his contribution to humanity. I, I'm, I, I'm so appreciative of it. <clears throat> yeah, Sevon skipped the Jesus comment. Oh, stop watching me. Uh, Jeremy World, uh, I listen to Tucker and wonder how anyone can say he spreads misinformation or any other BS they accuse him of. Dude says the truth. Trish, what did he just say? Yeah, that. so I, I get a little bit of that too from him, Trish. I get a, just right there. It, it, it's, it's vague. Uh, it, it, he's, I would say he's speaking to his people there. Uh, hopefully he's going to fill in the blanks, right? That's what I'm hoping for. I'm going to cut him a little bit of uh, slack. I'm not going to go at Tucker for that. Uh, Gazan. Bench 270. We had her on the show yesterday. That was cool. Uh, so we won't be showing that clip, but that was really cool. Um, uh, this is a uh, 25. Uh, this is um, this is kind of cool. Uh, here's this is uh, Leah Thomas talking. This is actually really fucking cool. Um, this is Leah Thomas uh, letting us know that the fe- she, uh, he he she it it. Leah is re- has realized that the feminists are not on uh, his side, and he's tripping. He's tripping. And you know what you realize here that it, this is just a young guy. This is just like a this is this is just like one of your stoner friends in college. Just listen to the way he talks. It's just a dude. He's he's just in over his head and all sorts of shit. But here we go. Great skin today, by the way. Uh, Mr. Thomas. They're like, oh, we respect Leah as a woman, as a trans woman, whatever. We respect her identity. We just don't think it's fair. You can't really have that that sort of half support where you're like, oh, I- that's not half support. Do you see that leap he made right there? We're going to keep hearing that over and over. That's not half support. We, we totally want to allow you to do whatever you want with yourself. But when you impose it on other people, then we don't then we don't have to agree with you anymore. And that's not half support. That's not that's not half support. They're like, oh, we respect Leah as a woman, as a trans woman, whatever. We respect her identity. We just don't think it's fair. You can't. I I want to give you the example of this. It is not illegal. It is not illegal to have any fantasy inside of your head. And nor should it be. If you have a fantasy inside of your head. And it is to rape people and have sex with them, and then kill them, and that's your fantasy, it's all on you. No one should ever stop you of that. If you act on it, you should be fucking uh, suffer the, the repercussions, and it should be fucking swift and hard because now you forced other people to participate into your fucked up fucking shit. But there should never be thought police. Never, ever, ever be thought police. The brain should be 100% free, each person's brain. You should be able to think anything you want, the grossest shit, the most macabre shit. You should be free to think anything. And that's what we want to give Leah Thomas. That's what we want to give everyone. Complete fucking freedom. But the second... You impose your fantasy on the rest of us and want us to participate in your fantasy. 
which is to be a man, which is to be a woman now, and then live out your fantasy and compete against women? No, we're not doing that. We're not. We're not. We're not participating in your fantasy. No one wants to. No one. Uh, no one wants to forfeit their kids to allow a pedophile to participate in their fantasy. No one. You may have a. I always thought it would be cool to rob a bank. No one should be obligated to participate in my fantasy of robbing a bank without the repercussions. It doesn't work like that. And so they're saying he's conflating this is and this is where the mental illness is. He's conflating his inside world with his outside world. And and it makes him completely mentally ill and unable to uh, to participate in society. These people are a threat to everyone's like physical freedom. That's what the whole DEI council thing is. They're a threat to everyone's physical freedom. And not only that, they not only that, they're the opposite. They want us to comply to their physical reality, their fit or their physical delusions. They want us to comply in the outside world with them. It's 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 um it's 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 absolutely nuts. And we want to give them the freedom in between their ears. Yeah, they, they they want force. They want to force us uh, to participate. They want forced participation. Yeah. Uh, Jake Jake Chapman. When when female men, um, when females dominate men's, uh, when when men's trans athletes dominate, then we can talk about tr- when females are. I don't know what that means, but anyway. Uh, legality and morality are not the same, Brandon Graham. It was legal to sterilize the mentally ill in the past. That being said, my morality is predicated on how you feel. Dude, it was, it was legal to sterilize fucking Native Americans in, 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 uh, in, the, in the 70s. Indigenous people in the 70s, it was legal. Uh, Sevon, uh, maybe off topic, but maybe you already talked about it. But what's the chit chat about uh, Tyson uh, Bajan's draft status today? I don't know. I, um, I will find out as soon as we get off the show. I'll give I'll give a call over to his, I'll call his dad. Um, they feel so uncomfortable, Sean Sullivan. They feel so uncomfortable in their own skin. They must force you to affirm their mental illness. Yeah, that that's a, a simplistic but probably very accurate way. Have that that sort of half support where you're like, oh, I respect you as a woman here, but not here. They're using the guise of, of feminism to sort of push transphobic uh, beliefs. And I think a lot of people in that camp sort of carry an implicit bias against trans people, but don't want to, I guess, fully manifest or, or speak that out. And so they try to just play it off as this sort of half support. They think everyone has an implicit bias to, towards a trans people, everyone, even trans people. Everyone has an implicit bias to everything. That said, that that said, acts absolutely nothing. Everyone has an implicit bias, bias, and, and many of us have explicit biases to things. About how twisted feminism, quote unquote, feminism has become. Their arguments, you know, in order to exclude anybody in the trans category, you have to reduce women to reproductive capacity, which is, in my opinion, extremely anti-feminist. Reducing women to well, it's I don't crazy. want to put those women down either, and I know you don't want don't want to either because I see pain. 
I, I see pain and I, and the pain is coming from somewhere. It's not you though. It's the patriarchy. And how can we give you? Oh shit. Oh shit. It's the patriarchy. Able to see that. It's the patriarchy. That's, that's They're causing like, the pain. Oh, we respect we, uh, as a woman. As- wow. Well, I'm open to it. Let me show it to me. I'm, I'm open. I'm open. Let's see it. Every single healthy man, I think, it, a, a lot of healthy men assess every situation that they're in. So you walk into a store, you're a healthy man. It's not like you're ready to fight everyone, but you look. You look around the whole store. You, 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 do, you do an assessment of, of what's in the thing. You're not looking for danger, maybe. You're not looking for pussy. You're not looking for something to steal. You just do a general assessment. So you walk into a a supermarket like a Whole Foods or a Safeway or something, those automatic doors open, and you take an assessment around you, and you see things. Okay, over there, there's a a woman who's in one of those carts that's blocking – who's 485 pounds who's blocking the aisle. You're not going to go that way. You see over here that the lines are long and that, um, you know – it's probably going to take you a while to check out, you know, do you still want to shop? Uh, you see over here that there's uh, three 16 uh, year old girls giggling who are fucking barely clothed and their asses are hanging out of their shorts and they got their push up bras on. And you're like, wow, I wonder if their parents saw them leave the house and you assess, you see a man who's six foot four, 290 pounds talking to himself while holding a cane. You make a note of that. You're with your three kids. You think, ah, uh, and, 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 he, and he's agitated. Maybe you think everyone does that. If you're not doing that, if you're not doing that, you're I, I, you you should be. That's part of just being a man. Maybe it's part of being a woman too. I don't know. I I, I, I kind of want my wife to do that. Not kind of. I want my wife to do that. As you enter new situations, you're just looking at shit. You're watching shit. You don't trip over over cracks in the concrete or curbs or you have you have your high you have a highly uh, um, high level of situational awareness. When you grab the shopping cart, you look at the handle before you put your hand on it. You're just present. You're you're not you're not like looking for anything specific. You're not looking to see if like someone has spit on the shopping cart handle or if there's a sharp edge. You're just paying attention to shit. And then you assess things and you make judgments. And all of those judgments are perfectly okay. All of those judgments are perfectly okay. Trust your gut. Don't act out of fear. Don't act out of confidence. Don't act out of ego. They want you they want you to feel bad for the they want you to feel bad for having that skill. They they some people some people want you to feel bad for having that skill for doing that. They want to judge you. They want to say that you're racist or discriminatory or prejudiced or unfair, that you have bias. It's okay. Be aware of all that. If you if you do if you do sense that that maybe you're like you're like if you do sense that there's like three hot chicks on aisle six and so you go over there and shop and buy some peanut butter cookies that you would have never bought but you put them in your cart and bought them because you wanted to go over and be by those girls, be aware of that. That's okay. 
You see three three fucking Mexican kids with their pants sagging down past their ass, talking loud, being aggressive, fooling around on aisle seven, and you don't want to go there because you think that like fuck those remind you of the kids that like um, uh, beat up you and your sister on the way home from school. It's okay. Don't go down that aisle. Be aware of that. It's okay. Maybe try to get past that. Maybe face that fear and walk by them and like try to break the ice with them. Hey, what's up, dudes? It, all of it's okay. All of it's okay. All The best you can do is be aware and just work through all that shit. Everyone has heard that Fox News fired Tucker Carlson. And here's why it's great news. People are speculating that the firing was a result of the Dominion vs. Fox News lawsuit. Others that he was fired for criticizing BlackRock. And Twitter has pointed out that BlackRock owns Dominion and Fox News. In fact, they have a 15% share of the entire company. And because of that, Fox News has been filing ESG reports. You're about to understand why every company in America has gone woke. ESG is a type of investing that stands for environmental, social, governance. And according to Bloomberg, investment firms will hold $53 trillion in ESG assets by 2025. And here's why it matters to all of us. That $53 trillion will only be invested in companies that are environmentally and socially responsible. Hence, ESG, environmental social governance. It's why Fox News's latest ESG report shows that it's gone woke and why companies like Bud Light launch ads like this. So is it BlackRock? Is it Dominion? I don't know. But what I do know is that people are asking the right questions and starting to look in the right places because we shouldn't be asking who's corrupt and who's not. We should be seeing that six companies control nearly every television network and that BlackRock and Vanguard have leverage over those six companies. It's why so many companies don't worry about boycotts because the investment money is controlled from the top. It's why I teach our students about the media industrial complex, the medical industrial complex, and how to view the world from a systems level to understand how the world really works. Check out my private homeschool community and Cubs to Bears books. Uh, Brett Pike, uh, he was a guest on the show letting you know that when Fox paid the $780 million to Dominion that they gave it to themselves. <laughs> Fucking crazy. Uh, Mike McCaskey, The Great Reset, look it up. Uh, ESG is a mechanism for this. Yeah, what a crazy way to try to control people. Climate change. It's here. It's real. It's climate change. Uh, Patrick Clark, nope, it becomes a free market. In his case, he will have around five teams that want to bring him in, and they will be competing against each other to earn his favor with money, mainly guaranteed money. Well, who are you talking about? Uh, who are you talking about? Tyson? I missed that. Uh, all right. Oh, Tyson, I th- uh, I think he had uh, seven uh, specific teams reach out to him and tell him when they were going to draft him, I think. I think that's, uh, if I recall correctly, that's what I heard. I don't know if I'm even supposed to say that. But if I'm not, I apologize. And either way, whoever gets him stoked. 
Oh, darn it. I wanted to start the uh Have you guys I don't know if I can play this. I don't know what's going to happen when I play this. I may only play this in like 7 second uh increments. The guy's name is a uh, Wheeler Wheeler Walker. Wheeler Walker uh Jr. It says are you a country music fan? Have you guys heard this? This is crazy. This is so good. Okay, here we go. She's a country music fan. Think I'm gonna get in trouble for that? Is that too long? Was that more than seven seconds? She loves dicks. He cups filled up with beer. Pretty good, right? Right? She loves asking to hear. Favorite song from the band. Pretty good. Pretty good. Oh, he's got his songs are hilarious. He's been on Rogan. Oh, really? God, this is so funny. I'm such a fucking child. I'm such a fucking child. She's a bitch in country music. Unbelievable. She's a country music fan. Oh. I, uh, as a person who loves country, I approve. Man, this is... So he has a whole album. I, I need to get the whole album. I'm going to get the album. I'm going to start listening to it in the car and see what my, if my kids pick up on it. Is it all like that? Because, man, that is... That is... That's unreal. My mom, my mom used to, we used to have Kenny Rogers records around the house. My mom was a Kenny, Kenny Rogers fan. And we also had Barbara Streisand records. I'm sorry to say. No, not nice. That's not nice. Come on, Sebi. Anyway, uh, if, if that, I would love to show ever start every show with that song instead of the thong song. If I could. Oh, everybody wants to talk about Tyson Bajan now that the draft's here, huh? Everybody wants to talk about him now. Good, I'm glad. Talk about him. Uh, whether you're an athlete or not, taking care of your stinky feet is a critical step in your overall health and quality of life. 99% of shoes are horrible for your feet. A dear toe spacer, please send Sevon some toe spacers. I re- I'll wear the fuck out of those. Please send me some. Here we go. Spacer products have been integrated into my everyday training. Uh, a lot of times, field sessions when I have to put cleats on, uh, they have a narrow toe box, constantly cutting and, and planning off of and, uh, and moving in. And they're really detrimental to, to our feet, understanding how important foot health is with everything just working from the ground up with it going from your feet to your ankles, knees, hips, you know, it's all it's all connected. So being able to have a reset before and after practice has been the biggest thing for me. The toe spacer product. My kids know Tyson Bajan, but the second my kids are done with activities, I take their shoes off. I take their shoes off. And I don't do it for the reasons Elaine Marino says I do. It's not because I'm a hateful person. Although sometimes I'm quite aggressive when I take their shoes off. I do because I that's what I would want uh um that's what I would want uh, someone to do for me. My mom and dad, both of them, 
Uh, if I've ever fell asleep with my clothes on, they would undress me. And I just remember as a little kid, just, I was so fucking appreciative of that. Can't tell you. So I do that with my kids too. Like if they fall asleep and they got a shirt on, I take that shirt off of them or socks or anything. I was so appreciative of that as a kid. I hate, even to this day, if I fall asleep with socks on, I wake up and I'm not in a panic. That's too much, but I'm kind of like disgusted that I did that to myself. I don't like that. And, uh, Yeah, I, I see Tyson uh, being in those cleats all day, Take the, rip those cleats off, and then stick those toe spacers on right away. I believe it. I think he really does that. So, uh, Philip Kelly, I'm in the process of having cheek spacers uh, patented. Cheek spacers. For, for these cheeks or your butt cheeks? Anyone use a squat plug? Hey. I don't know what that is. That sounds. Uh... Uh, I bang around uh, with socks on. I, I bang around with socks on too. Am I, especially now that I got older. It's happened in the last year. You mean like just walk around on the hardwood floors in the house? Yeah. I I used to never wear socks in the now. I'd say like in the winter, I'm, I wear socks all the time, but I just don't want to sleep in socks ever. Uh, Chris. Beasterfeld paying his $9.99 monthly subscription. I appreciate that. Thank you. For those of you who are not paid up, uh, we accept a uh, cash check or money order. Um, people who sleep in socks are so weird. Brennan likes to sleep in jeans, and it's literally the thing we fight about the most. You know what's crazy? Uh, that is crazy, sleeping in jeans. Tell him I don't approve. By the way, if you want to do something today, I think I'm. if the fog stays here, Allison, I'm going to go up to the skate park um, if you and Brennan want to come. Um. The the thing do you know what's crazy? I, I um my wife used to before we had kids, my wife used to always like just I don't I don't I think she just slept in underwear. And now that we have kids, um she she sleeps with like shit on, like sweats and like a shirt so that the kids don't get at her titties or just get at her. They'll like the boys will just get at her. Herbs. And so she has to stay kind of like protected. I can't wait till they to like kind of outgrow that. I think we're like a couple that I think the eight year old's kind of outgrown it. You should get her back naked in bed again. It's, it's crazy how lazy one man can be, right? I know you guys think I have a perfect life, but I'll be like, ah, she's too clothed. That's too much work getting at that. Yeah. I, sometimes I'm a little lazy. Uh, 29, when you drink the Kool-Aid, this is fucking crazy. So there is a girl over at the CrossFit Games. Uh, Andrew Hiller and I have made fun of her a bit. Her name is Becky Harsh. She's the one who said everyone knows what a thruster is. This is – she posted this on her Instagram, and I – I've – to be – Completely frank, after Hiller and I uh, had our way with her, I got a couple calls from people over there at CrossFit HQ. They weren't upset or anything, but they were like, hey, dude, that chick's amazing. And uh, and then I saw this a couple days ago. Uh, this is Becky Harsh, 20 years. On the left, I was 28 years old with two little boys. On the right, I'm 48. I cannot believe she's 48. I mean, that is a t- – she looks like a Simpsons character on the left. With that video camera, 
and the way that shirt fits and like the the way her boob is and like the way the uh the sweatshirt's tied around her. I mean, it's crazy. On the left, I was 28 years old with two little boys. On the right, I'm 48 years uh, old current. So that means that she has 20-year-old boys, 25-year-old boys now. She's younger than me. Uh, I never underestimate the power of consistency. I found CrossFit almost 17 years ago, and I absolutely believe it changed the course of my life. The difference in my body... uh, are obvious i'm feeling healthy and strong and ready to take on the next half century and you fucking look amazing absolutely amazing even better than the physical changes i can actually see the confidence i hold in my frame now i'm no longer threatened by the patriarchy oh that's cool she didn't say that i just made that part up uh, I feel capable, valuable, and sometimes even powerful. Uh, Miss uh, Becky Harsh, uh, from, from a uh, douchebag misogynist like myself, you fucking look capable, you look valuable, and you, you look very powerful. I mean, you fucking look amazing there. Absolutely amazing. Power stance. You're a fucking boss. A one hour a day, I take class. I focus on eating real food, meats, vegetables, nuts, and seeds, some fruit, little starch, and no sugar. And I just keep going. This is so cool. Not the same person, no way. And it's fucking crazy. Fucking amazing. Yeah. Dude, she's 28 here. She's supposed to be in like like prime fucking like uh like baby making mode, you know? Like dude should be wanting to like but at 48, she's Hot as fuck, like way powerful. Like she looks like she's ready to start life too. She looks like she could have four more kids. Uh, You're an inspiration for so many tons of uh, love to you and your work, Becky. I'd love to see people. uh, um, I'd love to see people who, who, this is their journey. This is crazy. Uh, Caller, hi. Hey. Hey. So I've been wondering. For a little while first off how are you doing my bad uh, doing? I'm, I'm great no no it's okay it's okay uh no um formalities ever needed uh but i appreciate it that's sweet of you uh go, go on speak your mind uh part sure, of the, you are you part of the patriarchy uh what's that oh, good, good a perfect answer thank you i apologize i now i owe you an apology for asking you dumb shit what is it though? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I think it, it's it's uh, the uh, patriarchy is just if you're a man. Are you part of the 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 men? It's like the Illuminati, but only men are in it. I don't know what it is. Oh yeah. I mean, I feel like a man, but I mean, that's a different idea for everybody. So <laughs> hey, how how do you can you say, how how amazing does Becky Harsh look? This transformation is crazy, right? Yeah, at 48, I mean, I think it's tremendous. I mean, more people, especially at that age, should be you know, relatively lifting heavy weight. Yeah. Relative to what they can do, their size. So, I mean, I wish more people did that. And we were talking about what normal looks like. That should be normal. Could you imagine? Yeah, that should be normal. It probably was in the 70s. Do you think think that was normal 100 years ago? Yes, I do. I think, I think, I think, really? it, I, and you know, when to be, when I went to Africa, the time I spent in Africa, that, that the way she looks right there, uh, was just the, the, when all the women had fucking amazing bodies. So you, I'd go into like the, um, the villages 
because because mm-hmm. they were doing stuff. They were carrying 20 pound buckets of water. They always had a kid on them. They were always walking there. I, I never saw one motorized. There was no electricity. There was no. Yeah. They, yeah. I think. Uh, and, and I think 100 years ago, it was like that. I really do. Because everyone's cru- cruising around. Right. Had to deal with their own shit. And. Like if you spent three, um, if you no spent three hours, let's say just mending your son's clothes or your husband's clothes or your own clothes with like a needle and thread, that was three hours. You weren't fucking sitting in front of the TV stuffing yourself with gummy bears. Right. I mean, everything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I, I hijacked I, you. You were going to call about something. I didn't. Well, I don't have anything to back this up. I can't remember if it was watching National Geographic or something. They're saying a lot of Egyptians had heart disease issues. And they battle with obesity because of the amount of um, uh, processed carbs they're eating. They ate a lot of bread and cakes and stuff like that. You ever hear anything like that before? I have more to give I I've never looked into it. I vaguely have heard. Uh, I don't know if it was the I Egyptians. Thousands of years. Yeah, or I don't know if it was the Egyptians, but I think I heard something like that about South America. The two things I heard is that the aliens came and fucking took the Indians away, and then the other thing is is that uh, it was uh, their diet. Something weird happened to their diet, and a shitload of them died. But I don't know. I I don't know. I'd have to look into that. Maybe right. someone in the oh. um uh uh Matt C. You didn't see any obese Africans in electric scooters. I haven't been to out. Af- in all fairness, I haven't been to Africa in. in uh, like real Af- by Africa, I mean like re- I'm not talking about like South Africa or fucking Egypt. I've been to those places and seen the fucking the, those people. I'm talking about like Kenya, Madagascar, right. uh, Uganda, uh, Malawi, uh, Ghana, just other places that I've been all over. Where it's not really colonized Dude, by Europeans. There's no there's we pulled up one village we pulled up to with the car and everyone surrounded the car and was looking at their reflections in the door. I mean it was like limited people who are just basically they're living like hunters and gatherers still my buddy told me the funniest stories from Sierra Leone when he came here right away as a refugee he beat up another kid and the cops saw him beating him up so they arrested him at like 15 and his mom came in and didn't know any English and started like when she came into the police station she beat the snot out of him and was yelling at him for losing a fight and had to bring an interpreter in and they didn't understand why the mom was so mad, like why she was beating him or whatever. And finally, speaking to the interpreter, she explained, I don't understand why you arrested my son. He won the fight. Apparently, where they came from, whoever lost the fight, that would be the one to get arrested. So wow. Wow. Said that, that, that's jungle justice. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Imagine wow. you lose the fight and you go to jail. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it, um, I can't remember which book it is. Uh, it's one of those. It's one of the Greek mythology books, but the way the justice system was working back, uh, you know, thousands of years ago in many places too, was not whether you were guilty for killing someone or not, but whether it was just. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, so people would be honest. They'd be like, yes, I killed that man across the street. Like they didn't lie. And then be like, okay, right. well, let's determine what, why did you kill him? Well, because I came mm-hmm. home and he was stealing one of my cows. Okay. Well, that's fine. Good job killing him. Right. 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 All right, reason I called, and not to take you off subject of what you were talking about before, but I've wondered this for a while, and if you've already spoken about it, forgive me, but why don't you go to an affiliate? I feel like that would be a really cool spot for your boys. Uh, you mean like why don't I uh, um, like join one of the five or six local affiliates in my area? 
Yeah, I mean, maybe you are, and I don't know. No, but I don't think you no, are. No, 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 I'm not. I'm not. Um, I, I, I don't. For I don't. Why would tell me why I would do that? Tell me why I would do that. Oh, that's so funny that you that you flipped it on me. Well, I mean, it, one thing I enjoy, I mean, beyond the community, is that it for, it helps me stay consistent. And I'm not saying that you're not consistent, but it helps me stay consistent. Um, helps me push harder than when I'm alone in my own like garage. Um, and like, it brings out like that competitiveness in you that brings you farther than you would go on your own. Hey, um, but hey, for your boys, I, I, I so hate to do this to you. I, I have to take this call, but we will continue this. Right, hold yeah. on, hold on, hold on. Greg, what's up, dude? What you doing, bud? Hey, I'm live on the air. I appreciate you calling in. <laughs> hey, the pleasure's mine. So, I'm supposed to say a long time listener, first time caller, right? Yes, that works perfect. Hey, you know what's so <laughs> funny is the guy was just asking me. I was just on. There was a caller on, and he asked, "Hey, how come you don't belong to an affiliate?" And then I saw you were calling, and I know that people are going to be like, "Oh shit!" Um, Sevon's avoiding answering that question. It, it, it's it seems, the question. It, it, it seems to be a theme that people want to uh, dr- drive home with me every once in a while. It comes up periodically, like every few months, a bunch of people will get together and be like, "Hey, why the fuck doesn't this guy belong to an affiliate?" Yeah, like. I wouldn't even know how to answer that. Well, I, I asked him why would I? Why should I belong to an affiliate? And the one good reason he did come up with is he said if you do belong to an affiliate, you'll put you'll push harder, and that is true. But the the main reason why I don't is just it's time allocation. I just I have everything yeah, here yeah. at my house, and I know that if yeah. I go to an affiliate, it's like find a parking spot, fifteen minutes, and do the yeah, class for an hour. That, and, find someone to watch the kids and drive across town. Yeah, all, all that stuff. And you got all the shit in your garage. All that stuff. So it's just time allocation. But maybe there will be a time in my life when my kids move out that I will go to. My mom, my mom goes to an affiliate. She fucking loves it. She loves the accountability, the, the coaching, and, uh, and, and, and the community. She absolutely loves it. And my wife used to love it too until uh, you know, the world shut down. Uh, for a couple of years and all the gyms shut down and she stopped going and never went back. Now she te- Well, my wife teaches people out of the garage, Greg. Teaches your methodology yeah. out of the garage. Yeah, like, you know, my sister is, is an affiliate. Oh, she is. Kathy is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she affiliated her backyard. Uh, Philip so Kelly. Dog, it's three, three dog CrossFit. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. She still has that, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Unless they took it from her. Uh, Philip Kelly. Uh, Greg saved my life through CrossFit. Uh, Greg is the goat. He just made a comment. Jeffrey Birchfield, uh, uh, professor, where is he? The University of Texas. I want to say in neurobiology says, uh, tell Greg I said howdy. That's cool. Uh, a lot of good folks out there. I got a lot of good friends. Uh, 12 daily doses. Uh, did Greg invite, invite uh, uh, sorry, did Greg invent fight gone bad? What an asshole move. Ah, fair enough. No <laughs> one's perfect. Hey, Greg. Um, I, uh, I'm going to ask you a, a tough question. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> yeah tough okay. question. Here you go. Tough question. Um, I have proposed that when you were running CrossFit, that it was similar to like Greenpeace. They had one mission and that mission was to um, save whales from being killed by the Japanese boaters, let's say, right? Those Japanese people that went on were click, killing all yeah. the uh, whales. And so their yeah. singular mission was to protect the whales, right? And, um, and it wasn't to make money. And I'm guessing that you CrossFit was like that you started CrossFit and, and it had a mission 
And uh, now the mission, if, if you're not the owner or the owner is owned by venture capitalists or if the company's gone public, that it can't pursue a mission outside of making money, which therefore then, legally speaking, which then makes the company completely different. Yeah, I'd, I'd invest an enormous amount of time, resources, training, experience, uh, develop some expertise, uh, you know, and uh, in the the no, I, I didn't I didn't see myself at the time this way, but I do now. I was kind of a health and fitness activist, and it morphed into a business. You know, the first affiliate wasn't my idea. Um, the uh, it was uh, Dave Warner's idea, and uh, he said, "Hey, we want to be an affiliate." I said, "What's that?" And he goes, "We're going to fly the flag." And in fact, they opened up in a SureGuard storage unit. You know, and if anyone had seen that as a business, I I think that it been nuts and if they say now they would have been probably lying but uh it kind of it kind of developed it into into a business but for me the financial side was always what was sustaining the uh the effort and my commitment was to the affiliates to uh spread the gospel if you will to they were the, the forward guard of what was a no less than a revolution in uh in fitness and health and nutrition and so I've always been uh, protective of the affiliates. And frankly, even from the business perspective, that's all of it was. And uh, I, I knew that uh, trying to skew out the whole thing, right? CrossFit jump ropes, CrossFit jump, uh, dumbbells, CrossFit rings, CrossFit protein powder, fish oil, all those things. And I, I, I presented with all of those and told that I was a, a shitty businessman and didn't know what I was doing because I didn't, I didn't take advantage of those things. But what I saw is that if I couldn't, if I couldn't come up with rings that differentiated themselves from other rings in the manner that the training prescription did from other training prescriptions, then with each pair of rings we sold, with each fish oil you swallowed, capsule you swallowed, the brand was being devalued by that exact amount. You can actually quantify the devaluation. And so I stayed out of those things. And you know, we did we did make a bicycle. Why? Because we produced a bicycle with the help of Seven Cycles in Boston that stood out from other bikes as significantly as the training stimulus from other things did. And that was, that was kind of the effort, but, uh, you know, well, I don't want to belabor the point much. It's not that interesting to me either. Yeah, um, and, and, and let me just push one more time. So are the, can it be that way with a fiduciary duty to make money to the investors? Can it still be that way? Look, I want to be very careful, and I don't want to uh, be a factor in what comes next. I kind of want this thing to play out as it, as it, as it will, um, and so I'm. I don't. I don't want to paint a, a gloomy picture, but uh, I think that um, whoever owns the thing, and we have no idea who that is, uh, I think they have a, a, a fiduciary compulsion to skew this thing out to uh, as many, as many different things as you could possibly fucking sell. And I'd imagine that the, to the owners, maybe not to management, but to the owners that uh, each of whatever there is currently number of gyms, whatever's left, that that's uh, each of those is a, a potent potential point of sale, a point of presence. And, uh, you know, I remember telling Reebok that, at the point that you're you're going into the back and you pull out, here, let's try a size ten to put it on. You kneel down, get the little foot measuring bullshit thing, and pinching toes. Okay, walk back and forth. How's that feel? You're a Foot Locker employee. You're not you're not a trainer. You're not a professional. 
you're a $9 an hour footlocker employee. Nothing wrong with that. But what we were doing was the professionalization of the training space. And that started with a, with a, a professional prescription. This wasn't ride the life cycle, reading the newspaper, talking to the hottie next year on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, back and thighs, chest, shoulders, eyes, and legs. It, it was different than that. It was improved from that. And the level of engagement, the points of contact subject-wise from how you're feeling to, uh, hey, maybe you don't need a statin. Why don't we just uh, lower your blood sugar and see what happens to your blood lipids? All of that required something very, very different than had been seen in the community before. And uh, I would suspect, um, and I'm understating this, that uh, that the uh, compunction to, to the, the forces to move in that direction are, are fairly unavoidable. Look, if I if I had the fiduciary obligation to wring every fucking penny out of this that could possibly be wrung out of it, I really don't know what I'd do. I really, I don't, I don't think. Me, I'm the wrong guy. I'm not going to be able to tell affiliates that oh, this, this is the best jump rope ever made. What's the best thing about it? It's, it's, it's cross without a protection. Look at it. And, you know, when, when Nordic Naturalist came to us, whoever it was, and, hey, you guys got to sell fish oil. Where will we get it? We'll, we'll provide it. How's it different than yours? It's going to say CrossFit. Oh, okay. Not interested. And I, and I, and I don't think you could, in a, in a purely business sense, I don't think you can ethically um, avoid that. I think you have an obligation to put your name on pills and have them swallowed, though they cannot be differentiated from any other fish oil. Right, right. And so I had the luxury of being the sole shareholder and a commitment to the affiliates that uh, that uh, supported their professionalization. And you know, I was I had my hands full uh, uh, maintaining the the purity and effectiveness of the stimulus and then keeping the, keeping the screws at bay, the uh, evil forces. And you did a fucking great job at it. Uh, 12 daily doses. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, in the, in the, in the end they won. I mean, uh, mm. yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, 12, uh, 12 daily doses. Uh, Greg, thanks for creating this. Uh, Danny GM. Damn. Greg is the man. Uh, these are all people who are making contributions to the show, Greg. This Danny GM just gave me fifty dollars because you came on the show. That's really sweet. That's yeah. really sweet. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, I get asked all the time, "How are you?" And like, and how are you? Like, like, is there something horrible happened to me? And you know, look, um, where I stand now from where I was, I've got the multi generational wealth. Um, I'm free to continue doing exactly what I was doing before. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't concentrating on push press or wads uh, so much we kind of pass that on there are many people that have learned how to do that and do that effectively but what I was able to do was in the movement from uh, look, look the opportunities that afforded me and all of us in fitness came out of the corruption and deficiencies of academic uh, strength and position and I thought I was just smarter than the, than the people at the university because look I'm gonna, I don't care what you say I'm going to get old lady squatting they need to it's essential uh, we're going to uh, reduce our carb load, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, I came quickly to realize that the, the problem of corruption at the academic level. In fact, I, I think I, I fairly well proved that in CrossFit versus NSCA and in the NSCA versus CrossFit in the state suits. I've amply demonstrated in some landmark decisions what the corruption was. And what was, what was fucked up in fitness is it was the problem sat at the university 
and its industrial uh, sponsors, Soda and others, food industry, food and beverage industry. And we came quickly to learn that nothing was going to get better in fitness while it was so fucked up in health. And the problem in health was similar to the problem in fitness. The problem was in science. And so now I get to address broken science. So just in, in my life, multi-generational wealth, freedom to continue to do what I thought was really important, needed doing anyways. And there's, there's, I don't think there was a lot of appreciation for it internally with the staff, nor maybe with the broader community. And I'm an older guy with a whole bunch of kids, and I get to spend time with them every day. That I'm homeschooling and absolutely loving it. So my life couldn't be better. I've got, I've got uh, none of the stresses I had before. You know, the cool thing about being a broken science space is that it doesn't track any of the idiots that uh, had to weigh in on everything, games, athletes, and their sponsors. Um, on the fitness front, you know, I'm not going to keep Catherine David's daughters never going to chime in about uh, null hypothesis significance tested. And so I'm kind of, kind of immune from the, from the mindlessness that required so much response. Uh, I, I want to thank you. I, single her out there, you know, that's no, okay. fine. I appreciate it. Hey, listen, I, I know that, um, uh, I, I, I mean this, by the way, I appreciate the more than 10 years of effort you put into me. You said a line in there that, you know, some of the staff may have not appreciated what you were doing. I appreciate the more than 10 years of effort that you put into me, um, making sure that I did appreciate what you were doing and that I was finally able to glean a, some, a, a portion of that appreciation because it has completely changed my life. Not changed my life, added so much value and significance to my perception of reality. I'm able to appreciate the world and people and life so much better with the perspectives that you've introduced to me. They're just the enormous, the ability you've given me to see things with clarity. And I mean that I'm not just fucking blowing you. And I know that you don't appreciate being blown either. That's wonderfully kind and very gracious. And uh, people would stand in line and tell me, thank you for changing my life. And I would say, you know, you've you've given, you've given the voice and uh, you've you've manifested uh, my life's work. And so, um, you oh, that's cool. Amplified and, that's really and cool. were megaphone to my message, and and you know, I it's a, it's a two way street. I owe you as well. Yeah, that's a fucking really cool thing. That the, the community um, manifested your life's work. That's fucking cool. That's like in two thousand eight when you put your arm around Jason Kalipa and you said this is the product, and now and and now you're taking it. Even, you know, obviously. Uh, much further. Um, Alice NYC in the comments, ask him about his next BSI event. So you had a super duper public event. And now from talking to you, um, what I'm, it sounds like what you're going to do is you're going to do a very limited events, but shitloads of them. So events with just like 50 people uh, at a time, uh, but you're going to do them all over. Uh, is, is that correct? It, and I know of one that's coming up. I don't want to reveal any details about it. So it doesn't get mobbed. Um, yeah, um, you know, I just spoke at Hillsdale College and was very well received there by by faculty and by by, by uh, administration and some of the faculty and uh, and at the Q and A portion, the people who were coming up asking about uh, no hypothesis testing and the debasement, uh, the epistemic debasement of modern science and the consequences of switching. Uh, predictive strength is a determinant of a scientific model's validity with no hypothesis, significance testing, and peer review, and, and how that led to this replication crisis. All the questions that you'd hope and discussion you'd hope would come up was actually coming up from the academics who uh, were kind of siloing around, why is this guy coming here talking to us about science? But it was coming from affiliates, and many of them had traveled four, five, six, seven hours to come to Hillsdale, Michigan to talk to me. 
I thought, geez, you know, why, why try to cram this thing down? And, and, and you know, the science that's broken, it's university science. It's not industrial science. It's university science. There's some odd exceptions where we have uh, industry cozying up closer to government, like in pharma. But for the most part, uh, the science is practiced it's SpaceX and Intel. And Amgen is clean. And the science is practiced in the university with the with the with the exception of, of some of the uh, natural sciences, um, the the uh, replication crisis sits at the university, and the uh, the discomfort in bringing that up at the school was was uh, palpable, and it's the affiliates that were chomping at the bit and asking asking the good questions. I think this is this is easy, and and the affiliates are everywhere, and almost everywhere I've gone. We've done a lot of traveling, and I was just in. A, Costa Rica, where there's affiliate. I was in the, I was in, we were in the St. Lucia, where there's an affiliate. And so it'd be an easy thing to just walk in casually. You know, I had to, want to put a jacket on and a dress shirt and all that shit to go talk in front of the academics. Um, someone suggested I was, I would have been better received with a tie on. And I was like, you know what? I don't know if I got that in. And, and here's the thing too. Um, I have zero visions of changing the system. In fact, I'll tell you right now. It's not going to change. Um, what's bad is going to get worse. But what we can do, what we can do, it's just like fitness too. We didn't, we didn't change the fitness world. I mean, I watch in my news feed, I'm seeing the low fat diet is making an epic comeback. Epic. Word. And uh, so, so uh, what we can do though is inoculate. Love the word. Um, we can protect not every man, but any man. From the from the tyranny of shitty science and its purveyors, and that that's a that's a, an achievable thing. But it's one individual at a time. It was the same thing with the fitness too. I had no visions of changing the fitness world, but I knew that anyone that came into one of my affiliates gyms and tried, and that's that any man, right? You know, there's a literary notion of every man, and it's that person that has that thing common to all of us. And I think that's been overplayed. I think what's important is that it came to me when uh, I'd, I'd always been plagued by this question from fucking journalists, Greg, you know, this isn't for everyone. And finally one day, there's someone that I had spent enough time with, a journalist, that I, I enjoyed her company and, and the interaction was honest. And when she said, you have to admit this isn't for everyone, it just jumped out of my mouth. I said, you're right, but it is for anyone. And boy, that stuck with me. And there, from that, I created this kind of, in my head, notion of any man. And any man is anyone who comes forward and is willing to pay attention, listen, and try. And I don't care if you're 500 pounds, what color you are doesn't matter, whether your health deficits do not matter. In fact, the greater the deficits, the more dramatic the response and the better I get to look uh, applying my trade. And so that's where we're at with this science thing. Um, I'm interested in spreading the word, talking to people, so that people can understand how it is that when someone says, if you don't... If you don't follow me, you don't believe in the science. And that should make everyone laugh. And I think we've all been through enough recently that uh, that might resonate with some people. By the way, when anyone talks about the science, we got that from Matt Griggs, <laughs> all, your, all your alarms should go off. All of them. The science. The science is settled. It's all bullshit. Um, you you have an event coming up, but but it has limited occupancy. 
Is it going to be just the first of many? And and how can people come yeah, to these events to hear you speak? That's my plan. Unless I have no fun at all, but I can't imagine that. It, it's in my hood. Uh, it's uh, at, at my friend's ranch. And uh, uh, it's going to be fun. I think it'll be cool. It's easy It's easy for me to speak to uh, to the affiliates and their friends. And, and and where can people go? I, I know you're not um, you don't want to promote your own shit. You're very uh, I don't know. You don't like to do that. But, um, but you have to tell us where can people go to sign up for events or get on a waiting list? So what more events pop up um, around the Honestly, world? God, I don't know. And I've not been I to the it. site to Emily I running, it. but uh, I, I know it. I know it is there. Yeah, can you believe I've still not looked at people? How's the book going? And I'm like, I'm not I'm not writing a book. I'm developing a curriculum. The book is Emily's. I'm not. I don't have enough interest in CrossFit to write a book about it. Okay. Um, I, I, for everyone who's listening, I will get you information on that. I will get you a link. We will put a link permanently on every YouTube video that we post from now on uh, in the comments uh, so that you can see uh, where to sign up for these events. But I am on to something, right? I, even though you're not saying yes, no, oh, yeah. you are going to be doing some small no. events and you're going to do probably yeah. do a lot of them. And the first one is coming up and it's going to be for the CrossFit community to come uh, and, and yep. And hear and learn about broken science. Okay, and, and I'll just tell you, we're starting at the ranch. You know, okay. uh, so much began there, and it was it was fun. It's uh, twenty minutes from uh, my place in Santa Cruz, and so great start. But uh, I don't think I have it in me to say no to. Uh, I just heard from Doug Chapman yesterday. He just affiliated what his eighteenth year. He he reaffiliated or deaffiliated? Yes, he reaffiliated. Oh, oh. Reaffiliated. And uh, he's come. He's coming out. He's going to be there. But uh, I could see uh, just running through that list of uh, of uh, longtime affiliates, the people that have been there uh, ten to eighteen years. And uh, if they had interest, um, I don't think I'd be able to say no to go out. It's just a simple thing for me to just fly into town, do that thing, have some tacos, and leave. Uh, you and I went to the Super Bowl together, and uh, we sh- we showed up we, at halftime, and we left uh, three minutes into the third quarter. <laughs> and, yeah. and, uh, so, and 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 both of us were happy to uh, go there and leave. I, it, that was a doubt. Dave and I were invited to the Super Bowl to go on the on the one of the team's planes, owner's bird, and sit with him. And I was, and it was I, I wanted to, it was it was a tough thing to explain that you know. Greatly appreciate the offer. Humbled by it, um, touched, honored. But there's someone out there that would just—it would be—it would be an experience of a lifetime to go get to see the Super Bowl and go with the owners on their jet. But I'm not that guy. So. But what about rather, what about the drive hot- across four states and go sit in your box with you? Right? So, Okay, what about this? What about this sporting event? The Isle, so someone, some. Uh, there's a guy who owns five gyms on the Isle of Man, and uh, his name's Jake Chapman. And he says, "Does Greg want to come to the uh, watch the uh, TT on the Isle of Man? I mean, would that interest you? I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm not. It's not like an invite. Like you have to commit to it now. But doesn't does? I, I mean, I love the thought of going and watching that race. Do you know what that race is, Greg? Are you familiar with that one? Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, uh, I know about the the. the, the kind of a tragic year last year with some unfortunate level of injuries. I think it was last year. And, you know, I have a, uh, uh, we'll call it a, a sickness for all things on two wheels. Right. Yes. That. Yes. Um, so, you know, that's a little more interesting to me, but, uh, yeah, I'm not much of, I'm not much of a spectator for sport. Um, and I, and I think I was invited to that too. Uh, to the Isle of Man you know, you've been invited involved, before. 
I think I was this year. It's just come up recently. And I think, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, I need to make a trip to Europe, and I need to do so to see affiliates and not to, you know, I want to go to Monte Carlo, and I don't I don't think I want to go to the World Cup or anything like that. I just uh, I got a simpler thing going. Hey, what do you mean, see the affiliates? Are you feeling some sort of a familial, uh, like, obligation? Or what, what do you mean to visit the affiliates? What are you talking about? You sold the company. No, no, but... Uh, you know, the, the country managers and the affiliates, just take Europe, for example. Um, I speak with, with all of them regularly as though, as though I had just seen them last week. And these, and these are friends. And they, they've been, when they're stateside, they come see me. And uh, I just, in visiting them, it feels natural. It feels like a family reunion. Um, I do feel some obligation to, to do that because we are friends. And uh, so, and the other thing is I can get my bird over there. I don't have to, I don't have to fly commercial. So I can hop scotch from like, what is it? I think we go uh, up to Nova Scotia, Iceland into Paris or something like that. So I can take my own plane and uh, get some spoiled. And I don't really want to fly commercially. I don't enjoy that so much. Hey, uh, um, I'd rather drive cross country than fly. Uh, change of subject here. Uh, I had Chris Cooper on the other day, and um, he was doing the podcast, and he was streaming it from his house, and he was using Starlink. And I know you have a Starlink as a backup at some of your homes. Um, if I do it if, in Santa Cruz. Yeah, and so and I thought that that was the first time I'd seen that. I didn't think that that Starlink was fast enough to do uh, streaming, but I guess it was. Uh, our connection was amazing. That's good to hear. It, uh, it's it's well, I have I have a, a microwave relay link in uh, Santa Cruz and it's blistering fast. And so I use the the Starlink for a backup, and it's it's nice to hear that it's wholly adequate for the streaming work. What do you think about? Uh, we had a little talk on the show earlier. Um, I, what do you think about microwaves? Do you think microwaves are dangerous? Do you think that they're bad for the food? Are you a fan of the microwave? Just for like the one in the kitchen. I know that's different than the one you were referencing. Yeah, I, you know, it, it's it's uh, it, it's it's nothing I've researched, um, and so I don't I don't fear it. Uh, I'm not looking for something else to be afraid of. I find, you know, but look, uh, I would have I would have described myself as uh, as an enthusiastic supporter of the vaccine industry until recently. You know, right. right. Um, I, I just don't know. Now, if it turned out, yeah, microwaves are killing people. Am I going to be shocked? No. Do I suspect they are? No, I have, I have no suspicion. I have no thoughts on it. All right. Uh, Jethro. I think, I, I think I've got enough things to be afraid of in life. Totally. Totally. And maybe and maybe I don't need to find any more. Fair. But I, I, it takes a pretty good effort on my part just to keep myself and my family away from sugar. And right. they took the kids to put their seatbelts on and did you brush your teeth? <laughs> you know? uh, Jethro Cardona, uh, Greg, I just finished my level one yesterday. They mentioned you by name five times. It's so good to hear. You've changed my life. Thank you, Greg Cardona. Well, that's, that's sweet. Um, uh, Michael C. Sevon, I DM'd you my info on Instagram for Greg's Broken Science in June, but I haven't heard back. I, I didn't respond to you. Uh, my my DMs are crazy. You should email me at sevonmatosian at gmail. I promise you I will try to find uh, your information. 
Uh, Greg, tell you what, let me see. Let me see how how three June goes. I, I from what we did in Hillsdale, I I quickly took the position with God. The affiliates are fun. I mean, these, these people are they're receptive. Their questions are good. They're intelligent. They're thoughtful. Um, I'm not. There's not even the slightest tone of belligerence, so I don't mind that. I you know I launched this thing standing in front of large crowds of people, telling them your diet's killing you and your workouts are stupid. So I don't I really mind the confrontation, but uh, I, we're in a little different space now. And if I enjoy this on the third, the way I'm presuming, I'm going to, I'm going to have body options and tacos, for God's sake. I get to talk about broken science and reconnect with some old friends. If that goes as I anticipate it to, what I think we'll do is put some kind of schedule forward that's got whistle stops across the country. So, it, you know, coming soon, I would just yeah. Um, uh, thoughts on uh, Tucker Carlson being gone from uh, Fox News? Have you looked into that? Yeah. What do you think yeah, about that? Yeah. Is that a trip? Uh, I read. I read the uh, his uh, text to uh, internally, and uh, God, regardless of 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 how you interpreted the text in terms of the veracity, whether he had it right or not, um. And it, it seems he, he, he likely did, but regardless of that, um, he provided the essential elements of the Dominion suit, and that coming up in discovery, right or wrong, I suspected he was doomed. You know, it's uh, even if even if the employee is a friend of yours, uh, if their if their text costs you upwards of $800 million, you're probably going to be a little bit butthurt because it settles, right? That's quite a <laughs> to take from even a friend. So, so, uh, so you're saying that they I saw a text. I, have, I couldn't imagine him remaining after that. So they saw a text that implicated Fox knowing that they, that the, that they were presenting some information that was a lie, which then implicated Fox uh, in, in, in hurting Dominion. And that's why they had to pay the fine. That's you. You he know what I? They're clearly lying. He said Powell and, and is, is clearly lying. Um, uh, he expressed some some uh, powerful uh, dislike of of Trump. And but the thing that I think really really hit home was he says uh, Dominion's going to sue us for billions of dollars and we're going to lose. And so you get into trial and you're like you know. Um, did you know it was false? Well, the guy's saying it was. I mean, no, they, that uh, the case was determined by those facts. Um, uh, what about, did you hear the thing about how Paul Ryan was on the board of Fox and that basically Tucker wanted to tell the truth about January 6th and, uh, the powers that be at Fox did not want Trump in power. And so therefore they wanted to kind of continue this like uh, subtle beat down of Trump and that Tucker was against that. He wanted to tell the truth about January 6th. And so that's the reason why they got rid of him. Did you hear any of that? No, but that I could see that being a factor as well. Yeah, kind of crazy. What do you think happens to someone like that? You know, I don't, you- listen, like, like the January 6th thing, there were some bad actors in there, and no one should be storming the Capitol building or anything else. But I'm bothered by people being upset by uh, the Capitol being stormed, and yet we watched a uh, barber being drugged from his, his shop and stomped to death. 
in a in a mostly peaceful protest and no one gave a shit. And frankly, I'm a little more bothered than that. I was I was more bothered than that than I would have been if they burned the Capitol to the ground. Frankly, what 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 are you referencing? We rebuild it. It's a building. It's a building. Right. You know what what are you referencing? It, um, uh, about the barber being pulled out was that? Some- oh, I I I saw a handful of of uh, of uh, small businessmen yanked from their premises oh, right. and 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 brutalized. In a, in a, in what the mainstream media calls mostly peaceful protest. That, you know, when you, when you stomp a barber, uh, a veteran, when you stomp his brains out on the street uh, in a crowd, that's not a mostly peaceful protest to my way of thinking. Right. Right. Yeah. And that, and that was writ large across the country. It wasn't an isolated incident. No, not not at all. I mean, I mean, the former the the irony is is in some of those protests. I mean, the former uh, chief of police for the city of Oakland, uh, who is a black guy, was also shot to death in front of a building that cel- celebrated one of the black civil rights leader at the time during the BLM protest. I mean, it's it's absolute insanity. For instance, yes. For instance, yeah. yeah. Hey, no, listen. School shootings are horrible. Right. Why aren't the Why aren't the scores of young young men and women slaughtered every weekend in our, in our city streets. Why isn't, why isn't that a problem? Right. Right. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, on to a, uh, a lighter topic. Uh, Greg, um, I know you are a huge fan of the nano two. Did you know that they brought the nano two back supposedly this month? No, but that's interesting because, you know, our friends at, uh, Victos, uh-huh. They're, uh, I don't even know the name of the shoe, but I got them in Unit 2. And the Core. Color. The Core. The, the Core. Yeah. Uh, man, they, they carried the mantle. That's, uh, you know, when we asked them about it, they go, we just took the Nano uh, 2.0 and made it better. And so I put them on, and I was like, you know what? This is like the Nano 2.0, but better. Not sponsored, by the way. I pay for every fucking pair I got. Yes. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, good. Good. It was a better shoe. Uh, homeschooling. Yeah. So you, uh, you're, you're homeschooling, um, two kids that just turned into three kids. One of your kids just, uh, entered your school program. Are you loving that? Yeah, yeah. Why are you doing that? Why are you homeschooling your kids? Why aren't you sending them to public school? Or, I mean, I know you've sent them to you some know, of the best private schools in the world too, for kindergarten and first grade. Why have you switched to homeschooling? Yeah, we had, we had absolutely fantastic, uh, uh, public and, and private options here in Scottsdale and in Coeur d'Alene. And, uh, and what I was doing is that there were deficiencies. Well, the PE is not good, and so we'll do jujitsu and we'll do this and that. They're not getting enough math, and so we have a tutor. And so what was happening is I'm up at six in the morning screaming upstairs, come on, get up, we gotta go, breakfast, go, 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 gotta get your uniform on, we gotta get in the car. Lunch is packed, everyone ready to go by 7 a.m. so we can get in the queue and drop your ass off because if we're later than 7.40, I got to I gotta park the car and get in line with all the methamphetamines we can't wake up in the morning and, and sign my kid in. So we got to be on our way by 7, and then and then at 3 o'clock, I'm doing the same thing. Get in the car, go, come home. Let's say, get out of your, get out of your uh, uniform, let's get a snack and get ready because the tutor's coming. And so all these efforts to to compensate for the what wasn't happening in, even in the best schools, that weighed heavy on me. But the final straw for me was Uvalde. And 
my kids were in their last day of school at, a, at one of the best charter schools chains in the country, um, hands down, the, the Great Hearts program. They're in that system. It's their last day of school. This is the day after you've all been. I was like, you know what? I can compensate for everything deficient in the school system except people shooting at my kids where the cops form a perimeter and hide from the action. Mm. That I can't do anything about. And I decided then and there we're done. Now, here's the surprise to all of that. Two things. First of all, the pace at which we're advancing is blowing my mind. We shoot for six days a week. We probably hit four and a half. A lot of travel, a lot of other things going on. But in that time, at two and a half, three hours a day, we're doubling the national pace um, recognized for curricula K through six. We're doubling the pace. And so I took my second grader and I put my hand on his head and I said, you are now a third grader. I gave him a battlefield promotion in the third grade. And we went off to the races and a couple months later, it's like, wow, I mean, we're just crushing this thing. What was going on in the second grade? I look at second grade curriculum and it's, it's, it's the same shit. It's, it's, there's not an assumption of retention and so you kind of, in the second grade, third grade, fourth, fifth, we're doing a lot of the same things over and over again. But what we've been able to do is we knocked out the third grade math and English in about three and a half, four months. And so my kids are going to be in the sixth grade um, several years ahead of the other kids at a, reduced, at a reduced load and without homework. But understand, you know, in, in, in it, part of it is just the numbers of, of a teacher with 35 kids, how much time can you spend with each kid? And I don't know about other kids. I presume that they're like me and like my kids. But when the teacher was standing over me, looking at what I was doing, I, I would be paying attention and trying. And as soon as she went over to the next kid, I'm talking to Susie or counting holes in the ceiling or watching the clock tick. And in the two and a half hours a day that we spend on it, there's none of that. There's none of that alternative for the kids. I'm really up there close and personal with them. And so a couple of things, the pace at which we're moving the, the, the ball is a, is a blow mind to me. And the fun we're having doing it, it kind of reminds me of being in the gym. There's a lot of laughter, a lot of hard work. Uh, it's, it's imminently enjoyable. And my kids like it too. <laughs> Maggie now uses a, a, a regular school system. It, it, you know, you want to go back to a public school? And they're like, no, no, no. <laughs> Uh, yeah, punishment. Yeah, uh, I say that to him too. I drive yeah, by the school so, and I go, "Do you want to go in there with those kids?" They're like, "No." I'm like, oh. "Yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. Hey, we're, Greg, we're all enjoying it. I think a lot of people think that they that they're not smart enough or that they're not capable of homeschooling. And I know you never had that issue, but I do think that you are um, surprised at how much you're actually truly enjoying uh, the strictly the uh, emotional and the relationship building. Whenever I talk to you on the phone about it, which is regularly, you're always talking about how the development of the relationship with your kids through that process. It's that, the that's the part that's blowing you away. How much wow. I'm enjoying doing this. And, and you don't say that lightly. Poor. It's the single greatest shock of your adult life. You said. Yep. Yep. And, and I've never enjoyed anything more than I do. than I do our schoolwork. Now let me share with everyone what we're doing. It's fucking um, awesome. We're only dude. doing qualitative and quantitative reasoning. And so, and, and I kind of, you know, start with, start with why, right? What am I looking for? And what I want to do and, you know, every curriculum wants to make better citizens or whatever the fuck that means. But uh, what I want to do is I want to preserve as many life options for my kids as long as possible. So that, for instance, whether they're 17 or 40 and they say, hey, I want to be a journalist or a lawyer or a, or a silversmith or a, 
or, or a, a molecular biologist, nobody laughs. And so what would you do to do that? Well, it's, it's, uh, it's uh, super numeracy and super literacy. And so what we're doing is we're moving towards by the 12th grade, my kids are going to be able, they're going to be able to solve uh, 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 quantitative problems and, and work problems that are amenable to a quantitative solution. So we contextualize all the math against uh, real world problems. And that's a great introduction for, for the important sciences. And then on the qualitative reasoning, uh, the idea is that the kids are going to be able to read anything and write forcefully about it. I mean, with, with uh, appropriate usage, uh, without uh, grammatical or syntactical error, uh, employing uh, some modicum of uh, rhetorical skills, uh, be able to diagram sentences. And in my observation was that the view of school where I'm trying to, to uh, learn a cornucopia of, a, of a unrelated facts, you're kind of like trying to build a Jeopardy champion, as opposed to, say, on the other extreme, you've got the guy that can solve any problem but can't find his car keys, right? Doesn't know what day of the week it is. Yeah, yeah. My assumption is, this is a generalization, probably going to irritate some people here, but your Jeopardy champion could very well be a moron. Right. And, and so what I want to do is, and what would I contextualize? I mean, to read things and write forcefully about it, you've got to be reading something. And I'll just use the Western canon for that. This, this is, and there's nothing new in my approach, by the way. This is kind of the the view of school that's not just 150 years old, but 500 years old, and in some cases, 5,000 years old. And so I want to, I want to develop kids that, uh, and, and what's cool too is where this ends up, where if you take the qualitative and quantitative reasoning far enough down the road, it finds, it finds a bridge at uh, uh, probability theory and information theory, where we, I think, bridge qualitative and quantitative into something that's absolutely gorgeous. And, People that have that understanding of the world, I think, make make easy clay of almost any intellectual task. Uh, uh, so it's, you know, it's kind of like what's wrong with lateral raises? It's what's wrong with memorizing state capitals? Is you probably don't know how to find the greatest common denominator. You know? Yeah, yeah. There's skills that are that are imperative. The cool thing too is that is that everything we do will stay with you forever because, you know, if you, if you forget that 42 is six times seven, it's going to make later math a lot harder. And so we're never moving on to something different, really. It's just compounds. And so I'm, I'm making this easy for me and for us. And I think, I think it's effective. Uh, Jake Chapman writes, uh, Greg emailed me after I had a CF uh, CrossFit film at my box back in 2017 about a member who beat type two diabetes. It was the best email I ever received. You congratulated. I guess you congratulated the gym owner for uh, curing someone of type two diabetes. I'll congratulate him again. It's uh, that is a remediable situation. Type two diabetes. Uh, Greg, um, thanks for coming on. We're hitting the three hour mark. Uh, I, 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 I'm so awesome. You called in. I hope this becomes a regular thing where you call in regularly. I will. I'm ready for it. I'm kind of in a space here in life where it's uh, it makes sense for me. It feels good. So thanks for having me, and it's great to to be in touch with everyone. And um, thank you, everyone. I, I I owe the community so much. I wouldn't even know where to start. You know, I just leave it at that. I've uh, I've, I've gotten to to uh, 
share my vision for a healthier world with so many people. And, you know, it, 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 it's a little tough for me to anyone that wants strangers coming up and telling them that they love them. Like you're, you're, you're mentally ill. If you really enjoy that, it, it, it's, it's an awkward thing to do. And yet, you know, I, I'm hugely appreciative. It's a, it, it's a cool thing. It's a lot, a lot of wonderful people out there. And I, I remember when I, I had visions for the longest time of, for several years of making a round to every one of the affiliates. And there was a point where that became impossible uh, mathematically. And that was, that was kind of hard for me. And then in the, by 2020 with the zoom call, this entire, to be able to talk to them all again, it's a, it's a hard thing to give back when I've been given so much. It's, it's tough. You just keep plugging away at it, but uh, I'm out there. I'll be around. Awesome. Uh, thanks dude. I will be in touch uh, very shortly, uh, shortly, uh, shortly. I love you to death, Greg. Yeah, I love everyone. Love you, Sebby. Thanks, bud. Okay, bye. Bye. Yeah, dude, beyond a good dude. So fun. So fun. Uh, I apologize to the caller for not uh, for getting off. Uh, I don't want you to think for any reason that I was avoiding the conversation of why um, I, I don't attend an affi- affiliate. I don't even know why I don't attend an affiliate. Probably I don't want to part with the money. I don't want to spend the time. Um, uh, the truth is, is that if there was a local affiliate in my area where I thought th- there, there was, a, there was a, a guy in the area who's not an affiliate anymore. His name is Daniel J. I think. I forget his name. He owns a gym here called West. It used to be called CrossFit West. Now it's just called West. And it's really fucking close to my house. And I used to take my kids there um, during uh, – and he would teach them Olympic weightlifting. And I would still take my kids there to do Olympic weightlifting with them. But shit got just started getting really weird around the um, pandemic and the BLM stuff and the um, – and the and the and the and the genitalia eaten flag and it just shit just went sideways with me in that in that particular location for whatever reason i sure as fuck wasn't going to uh put a, a mask on my kids or let my kids interact with people who wear masks uh, when they were in that developmental stage so um but that guy's great if for some reason there was a, a gym close to me which there is that wants to teach my kids um olympic weightlifting like annie sakamoto's gym is very close to me very 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 close I could run there without stopping. It's like a, a couple miles. Uh, I would go there and, and, uh, and attend, but there's no reason. It's just time. Like, well, why? And, and I train like a motherfucker. I don't need any motivation. Ask my wife. I'm, I'm on my mom's fucking life. I train twice a day, usually minimum. And I'm always on my feet and I'm always doing shit with my kids. Um, and, and I, and I, um, I am a little adverse to uh, interaction with people. Just a little. It's it's not something I look forward to, of real people outside of like. That's not something I look forward to. Okay, I, I always have fun doing it uh, afterwards, but um, but I but I can get a little wound up, a little anxiety. All right, I see one of my kids. Uh, I got one of my kids Heelys. Um, that's a whole nother story. And I he sees outside the office. He wants me to take him to the skate park so he can ride his Heelys. Uh, love you guys. Uh, what a, what a what a fucking lucky day um yeah text me jeremy I, you don't i love your text dude you demand it takes me sometimes a long time to text back uh clive saying that i don't respond to people's emails that's not true i think clive sent me something to watch don't send me anything to fucking watch don't don't don't, don't, do, don't do anything to me with expectation don't ever lend me anything don't do anything with expectation i i take everyone and everything around me for granted 
And although I'm a fucking really great person, really generous, I, I don't expect anything from me. I will only let you down. Um, my wife sends me shit like all the time that I text and videos and shit that just slipped through the cracks. I can't even remember the last time I was at my wife's Instagram account. I, I just I don't, don't have expectations. I will let you down. I suck. Okay. Uh, one final comment. Let's see who gets the last word here. I saw, um, uh, is it, uh, yes, this is, is this a uh, Clive? Thank you. Is this a live stream that began with someone saying there wasn't enough storage to space to save the stream? This sure the fuck was what a day. Uh, okay. Uh, Iran, uh, sees an oil tanker headed to the U S yesterday. What's Biden going to do? Uh, Eric wise. Thank you, Sebi. You're welcome. Thank you guys. That was great. I, I'm, I'm as thankful that Greg came on as you guys are. I mean, I'm tickled. I, I, I guess I don't take that for granted. Um, uh, Taylor self dude, uh, cut that little top knot off. <laughs> ah, ah, just to get, just get some scissors and just snip it off. Just get some scissors and snip it off here. This is what do you I already shaved the sides. I already Craig Ritchie'd myself. What do you want me to do? I was I wasn't doing I I, I um Craig Ritchie has great hair, but I was going for a Dave Driscoll. It's going for a Dave Driscoll. It's going for a Dave Driscoll. You know the guy uh the guy in um where is he? Bali or some shit. Okay. Uh, Taylor, um, I will call you. I, I know we got to talk, uh, and we got a bunch of shows coming up. And I know uh, we'll talk today. I just need like uh, thirty or forty minutes to get my shit together and get my kids moving towards the skate park. Love you guys. Um, good. That's what I'm talking about. Now you look sons of anarchy. Yeah, motherfuckers. Thank you. That's better than ankle grabber. And I hope I didn't offend any ankle grabbers out there. That wasn't my intention. Uh, 